also work with those, but I can't find them solo. Are they like USB-C or like... No, it's like a... Plus, what are you doing, bud? <laughs> I was telling David... <laughs> you can play with that one, but not that one. Um, I want to like splice together like different clips of just Russell fucking around. Like make that like one of the TikToks or a couple of TikToks where he's right. just fucking around. Because he, he'll be on my lap and I'll be here. I'm like, people will come for Russell and stay for the content. Right. <laughs> I that now because it's on the ground. <laughs> um, so these, the, the ones that aren't turned on are not as bright as these, but they do add a little bit. So when I turn those on, I can turn the ISO down, which makes it a little cleaner. Right. Um, I forgot to charge the one batteries, and I use the other set of batteries during David and I's. And right. what I've noticed is they the batteries last about an hour and a half, so they clicked off like on the final bit yeah. of the podcast. Still, like, fine. It's just, like, a little darker. Right. Um, but what I need to do is figure out how to get a chart, like, a, a powered cord. Because between those two sets and that, it's enough light. Right. Um, but I also... This is, like, way in the weeds, technically. But, like, I, I don't have the auto tracking on. So I basically use manual focus. And so, like, I have the focus point set to about like, here. Right. So if I were to lean, like, really far in, my hand would be a little out of focus. Right. Out of focus. It'd it doesn't be, like, back. way back here. Yeah. Or, like, you're not but like, it's not enough to notice, right. I think. But the wider you have, like, the focus range, the more light you need. Mm-hmm. So if you, like, narrow the focus range in, like, to, like, just this line is focused and everything is out... Then you need less light, but then you're dealing with a lot of like unfocused stuff. Right. So I don't know. It's all learning stuff. But I'm I'm gonna do a. So I only have one camera right now. What I'm hopefully gonna do eventually is use that like one camera for wide angle, and then I'm gonna put a camera over here shooting it right at me, and another camera over here shooting right at you. You can kind of piece it. Yeah. And so I can go like when I'm editing, bounce to like a like laughing or like multiple cam right and then when you're telling a story flash yours <coughs> and it's right. just like you talking and then yeah when i'm talking flashing into me and that'll be like my next step right well i feel like that's the other thing too is that like you're also not like just staring at this camera the entire time it's just the conversation here. yeah or that like even if i'm looking out here like you can still pick up mine even if my eyes aren't directed at the camera like it still looks good it still looks clean because you're still having that conversation or even if i'm looking at you like this yeah like you're still basically almost kind of looking at that camera but like that camera is not going to catch you that one's not going to catch this one over here yeah like this one's not going to catch that yeah yeah yeah. um and then the other thing i'm gonna have to figure out because a lot of podcasts do the like mic in the face thing and i may or may not like, cause right now I'm just doing your mic, yeah. which has been doing fine, and I'm able to uh, like compress it, which will all boost the volume and I'll cut out some of the background noise. So I think it'll be okay for now. But what I notice is like if you watch like TV interviews or any sort of like um, movie acting, there's always a camera or a, a microphone above. Yeah. So it's like right it's outside like the mic. Ca- right. Yeah. So I think I might move to that model. Yeah. Um, so if I had a boom mic over here, so it's still get it's pretty close, but it's out of range. Or it's like out of the it's out of the camera. Okay. But that way, because I like the freedom of 
being leaning forward, leaning back, drinking, whatever. Like when you have a mic in your face, you're just like, oh yeah, I got it. Like then you have to be more, you know, or like you're like moving it out to like take your yeah. drink. Then if you forget to put it back mm-hmm. like close to your like mouth, then like the audio is kind of already really low set. Yeah, and that, that's way more editing that you have to do. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I think that's, I mean, I'll learn this over time, but I think I might move to that model, like a boom mic that's just right above where the camera sees, that's sitting like right up here. But see, even like right there, like that was perfect, like, because you can't see like right here, yeah. which is still really close to like yeah you and me or, or like audience, and I can still move like this, mm-hmm. that boom mic's still going to pick it up yeah. everything. And that's how like almost all like, TV, television, filmed, uh, radio show, not radio shows, but like uh, television shows, like yeah. like The Morning Joe and blah blah blah. But like even like even a lot of podcasts though, you use like like what I what I've seen too is like they still have them there just for like the comical like thing, but they still have the other mics up top that still yeah. catch everything. Yeah, yeah, and like they allow you to basically still have that kind of joking like that mic's right here in my face, right? Yeah. Move it out, and you're still catching all my audio. Yeah, yeah. But it's still clean and crisp. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be... It's just like learning curves over time, but... Um, oh, let's do this shot. All right. <laughs> Brought to you by Mexico Cancun. Cancun. Viva. Viva la Cancun. That was a good shot. That was really good. This is the last of the right guy. Um, yeah, so... What was the thing that we were talking about before? Um, Hi, Scary Cat. You're going to attack me like last time, right? Not so. I was playing with his ears one time. And he was fine with it. And then all of a sudden, because I was with Emma, yeah. I was like playing with his ears. And he was loving it. And all of a sudden, he just... Boom! Ran away. I was like, cool, man. <laughs> Luckily, I just clipped his toenails, so if he yeah. does swat at you, probably won't. Yeah, I don't care. There yeah, was this... I got dogs and cats, man. They don't matter. Dude, one of the worst. I've had, like, because he's, he's not, like, a like violent. I mean, he'll... If he doesn't like being petted and if somebody's being too aggressive, he'll, like, bite. Yeah, now stop, stop. And you can, like, people that own cats understand and people don't. Like, why are you letting me hold you? Like, dude... Can you not tell he doesn't like it? Yeah, see. But uh, one of the craziest ones he had was he uh, he always tries to get outside. So um, somebody left the door open. I forget how exit this went. I was going to like move this down. This is like kind of a distraction, but I do is this. I personally don't like <coughs> stare at it yeah, the entire okay. time. Uh, actually, you know what? One of the things I probably can do with this is uh, just pull that down. Yeah, that works. So you can still kind of see it, but not have to uh, just see it, see it. Yeah. Well, I fucked something up in the last one. That's why I was worried about it. Where I where I reset the camera and it put all the like the details on the side. So I'm trying to avoid that, which is so far so good. Um, I. Uh, so I think one of my roommates leaves the door open, and as soon as the doors crack, Russell's like trying to get the door open. Right. So my roommate Chris is like going across the room to get him, like to like try to snag him before he opens the door. Yeah. I'm coming down the steps, 
And I see Russell like run for the door trying to get out. I'm like, no. And so I like Chris is like heading towards the door and I take my keys and I chuck it at the door. So I'm like, I'm going to scare Russell. Right. And then he's going to run away from the door. Right. So I throw my keys at the door right as like Russell's getting to the door to open it. The keys hit. And he spins around, and Chris is, like, going for him. He spins around, and he jumps up, and he just, like, swipes. Catches Chris, like, right under the eye. The deep, deep cut. Like, it was nuts. Like, and he was pissed for a second. Well, then, like, he's like, dude, he's like, this is going to be such a gnarly scar. I'm like... Try to sell him on. I'm like, dude, you're like, you're gonna look cool, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I feel so bad, but because Russell just got scared, he's like, right. jumps around, I was like, yeah, yeah. But like that's it. I mean, I, I think that's the funny thing. Like even when like I was petting Lou and I was a little drunk, I was sitting there petting her and like I had my face next to hers, just laying there, and she's all good with it. And all of a sudden, I came up, I came back down, and she thought I wasn't gonna come back down and like pet her. Dude, I fucking came down. She bought me right in the mouth, dude. Split from here to oh. here. And I thought it went through because, like, I'm just, like, gushing blood. And I, like, not, like, I'm, like, I'm pissed, right? But, one, it's my dog. Two, like, it's not her fault. Like, she was excited. Yeah. And, like, I walked into the bathroom just, 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 like, spitting out blood. I mean, it's like, what the fuck happened? And I was like, Lou got me. Fucking pissed. I pissed at her. I pissed at myself because I was stupid. Like, and like, dude, it finally healed. And I was talking to my sister. She's like, "You probably should have gone and gotten stitches." And I was like, "Ah, four weeks of pain. Like, I drink enough alcohol. Like, it'll just soothe it and numb it. You can grow a soul patch. It'll hide it." Well, <laughs> it went through. Yeah, but luckily it didn't. So. If not, I'm just gonna like shave my face, but keep still keep the soul patch. Dude, I keep tripping out about that photo of us for your birthday last year. I swear we look a decade younger. Yeah. Like, is it the facial hair or is it life? <laughs> I can't tell. Dude, um, you know what? I think it is facial hair, but I like I was kind of sitting there joking, and I forget who I was talking to, but uh, we we're talking about it, and it was like maybe it was just like. We were still drinking, and, like, our tolerance at just after a year because we've been drinking so much, like, our tolerance is so much higher, so we've got to drink even more, and that yeah. makes us look older. Yeah. And then, like, I think it was Ty, he's like, maybe it was also, like, the shit ton of cocaine you guys were doing, and you guys look good. <laughs> and he's like, maybe I should get back on that. I was like, dude, maybe. Yeah. Like, I'm sure we use a filter, too, like, so that might be part of it. Like, Snapchat filters make you look a little younger. You know, I was thinking about that, though. I'll be honest, I don't even remember that photo. I don't even know where we were. Like, I don't know if that was, like, What did we do? What, what was your birthday last year? Yeah. Yeah, what was the... Dude, that, that's a weird I, thing. Like that, that's birthdays. the thing. I don't remember. Because I, I was oh, thinking about it. No, we went we still went bowling last year for my birthday at Westies again. Yeah. And so it was the was min- it was the like blue or black light bowling. Yeah. Cause it was you're right, uh you're right, you're right. shit, wasn't it like a Saturday or something like last year? Or yeah, Friday? remember I hit on the I was hitting on that girl Sydney who's friends with Yeah and Nina and Kiki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
that was it seems like not that long ago and then uh, when i but like when i look at the picture versus now i'm like holy fuck yeah like dude it's such a difference but like that's when like people like you know like i always thought like especially being younger and i'm still like young like compared to a lot of like friends that i have but like dude i was thinking about it and i'm like when people say like oh time flies and i'm like oh yeah no it doesn't like but then i'm like sitting there going shit like i graduated high school how long ago i graduated college how long ago moved to idaho how long ago like even a year like even like everyone said oh the pandemic just made like time go so slow or so fast right i'm like one i didn't even realize that but dude time does fly and like if you don't cherish the moments that you have like dude time is just yeah it it can just escape you and all of a sudden you're another year older or like shit's just so different than a year and it's like fuck like what i didn't even think about that like Last year we were bowling for my birthday. This year we again went bowling for my birthday. Yeah, but I uh, do you ever notice that? So time, like, I can't argue against that time flies. But there's also like there's this like dichotomy or paradox about time because in some ways, like the pandemic was two years ago. Like when we like, it seems so quick. Yeah. But then the more I think about it, I'm like, dude, it seems like forever ago yeah. that, like, I was off work, that I actually, like, went, if I think, like, so it was, what, March of 2020, and so we're just past, yeah, we're just slightly over two years, and it, in some ways, feels like a lifetime ago right. that I was sitting in my apartment, not working, being, like, just hanging out, like, this is weird, right? you know, so... There's this, like, push-pull of time where it's just, like, in one way, I'm like, dude, it's so weird. It's, like, two years already, and in other ways, I'm like, dude, it feels like forever ago. And I feel like that's kind of weird, though, too, because, like, I, like, kind of sat there, and I'm like, you know, I I was talking about, like, the first things, like, we did, like, during the pandemic, right? Like, the last night, basically, everyone showed up to, like, Rudy's got super drunk, all met up at Ivy's, uh-huh. even more drunk, all, like, left in Ubers, right? And I'm, like, thinking, I'm, like, dude, that was also, like, three days of, like, basically nobody was working because everyone was trying to figure out, like, their shit, like, especially my industry. Yeah. And I just remember, like, going, all right, like, what am I going to do during this pandemic? And then you're, like, let's get into tennis let's go play some basketball like let's go like i'm gonna ride my longboard so i can pick up my car you can have my bike and i'm like thinking about that and dude you're right like that was so like it feels like so long ago but it was only two years ago that's trippy you know dude that is a uh like speaking of that it's that unsurety like going into everything shutting down like i don't know that we like no one knew how to process that like i was trying to like mentally prepare because i kind of saw it coming i made that bet yeah uh, about like things shutting down with um (coughs) doesn't matter but i mean (laughs) i I know what you're talking about but i'm just like 
like this is definitely happening but like what the fuck like because that's just not a normal thing like in an, our entire life the world is shut down right right so they go into it and like how does one process it like when all of a sudden you're like so we just like put everything on pause because there's this global thing that at the time we had no idea what was going to happen and we're just sitting there like so we're just gonna like not work and we're gonna hang out and get paid for to hang out i guess yeah but even that i don't even know at that point if we knew we were getting paid i'm not sure if that was like down the pipe like it might have came up later i think everyone thought about it but no one actually knew until a couple months later yeah and then like obviously no one knew the severity and like i mean all of the politics aside of all all that stuff it's just like it was crazy going into it being like dude the world is shutting down like what is happening like what is happening and i remember my own paranoia i literally bought a uh, food storage <laughs> yeah i remember that and i am not a like you're not a like, anxious guy yeah like and i was just like dude I think I think I should buy some food storage. Like fuck, <laughs> and of course, like that was the worst time to buy it because it took like six months to get here, right? Because right? everyone was doing it. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, what if like we like what if nothing opens again? Like what if I don't have, like it was just like what all of these what ifs. It's just like what ifs galore, and you're like sitting there, you wake up like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. Well, I think I think that too. Like even that like even that like what if. Uh, are things going to open back up? Like, am I going to have enough food? Am I going to have enough gas? Like, we had fucking a stupid-ass toilet paper shortage, right? Yeah. But, like, I like I remember kind of sitting there just kind of laughing at that shit because, like, I was like, oh, I'll be okay. Like, I'll find, I'll find my yeah. shit, right? But, like, I also felt like that, like, the pandemic, like, definitely, like, solidified a lot of friendships. Like, I hung out with people that, like, not saying I didn't hang out with as much before it, but it really was like, hey, like, we're going to go, like, float the river. Hey, we're going to, like, we're going to go have, like, a barbecue or we're going to go down to the river. Oh, yeah, we shouldn't all hang out. We're in different homes. Right, right. I'm like, yeah, okay, we didn't fully listen. But, like, I feel like a lot of friendships were built, like, because of a pandemic, because a lot of people had time. Like, I had a lot more time mm-hmm. outside of my job to, like, hang out. Yeah. Like, be outside, right? Because being outside was, like, the good thing. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like if that didn't happen, you know, I kind of look back at, okay, so I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't have met, like, the love of my life. Like, I would have potentially moved to a different state, not had like, the friends that I've made in the last two years, right? Which is, again, it feels like a lifetime ago, but it's so crazy. It's so different. And, like, that's where I'm like, yeah, okay, the pandemic sucked, but it also, like, brought some of the best parts of my life yeah. to fruition. And I'm like, dude, I love this shit. Yeah. Like, it couldn't have gone better for me. Yeah. yeah. I will say that, that story and for anyone <laughs> i mean like probably like uh probably not everyone knows it but i didn't even know that story till later the fact that like so you meet mina that night like i knew that yeah but like i didn't know 
that going into that night that you were about to move. Yeah. Like, so, like, that was unknown to me. Yeah. And then to find out later that, like, that was a flip where you're just like, no, I'm staying. And then Marina comes with, like, like that relationship butted and, like, all that stuff. Like, that that was so wild to me. And then to find out, like, a month or two later, like, you're like, dude, no, I was about to go. Like, I was about to go back and my life would be completely different all because of... And, like, there's no, like, rhyme or reason. It's just, like, these situations and circumstances. It's just, like, we happen to be drunk at Emma's birthday party. Yeah. We happen to meet this girl. Like, like I thought she was into somebody else. Didn't get her not. And even that doesn't matter. And then we happen to be wasted and go back to mine. I'm like, I happen to be, like, we should do some mushrooms. We do some mushrooms, and we happen to be, like, walking around the green belt talking about we should buy some places here. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there's, like, this is, okay, so this is a thing that I was talking to David earlier about. There's no way to completely calculate the benefit of getting fucked up versus the advantages of being sober. Right. So this has been, like, a struggle. And this is probably a story that would sell me on there's certain advantages of getting fucked up because you never know the people you would meet or the ideas that will be had or whatever. And that doesn't mean that, like, you should be fucked up all the time just to search for those ideas. Like, right. there's, a, there's obviously benefits in sobriety. But, like, if you were a straight-edge person who never drank, never smoked, never ate mushrooms you would have never had that situation. Right. Like, in a heartbeat, right? So there's something to be said about, like, sometimes you let loose and you go with the flow and you take the substance or whatever. Right. And that is, like, that's, like, a really good story of, like, and then we took some mushrooms and then it was just, like, a flip switch, like, you know what, I'm staying. And then you went at, like, and then that relationship budded and then all that stuff. I'm like, and here we are. I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. Well, I feel like that, that was kind of the other weird thing too, was that basically, you know, you and I had met up, had a, had a couple of drinks. We're going to go like stop at like Emma's birthday party. Like we were going to go fucking play tennis. Yeah. And we like kind of shelved it. And like, and we were just kind of sitting there like whatever, like, ah man, I guess we're, guess we're just getting a little bit more drunk right yeah like ah man dude i'm kind of fucked up like i don't think i can go play tennis right now right like it's gonna be we're like we're probably not playing tennis (laughs) you know and like like i like i look back a lot of those pictures right like and i just kind of sit there and i laugh because like i had like you know I, i was you know i was thinking about it like i was hoping that we would do that quick stop at emma's Say hi, say happy <laughs> birthday, leave, go play tennis. Yeah. And when we were playing tennis, that's when I was going to fully tell you, yo, like, I only have two weeks left here. I'm, like, I'm leaving. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm gone. I'm done. And, like, then all of a sudden, like, again, like, I meet Mina. Like, I, like, you know, I, I wussed out, like, didn't get her number. Like, and I just kind of felt, like, really shitty being like, okay, like, this is, like, the universe telling me, hi. Right, everything's kind of in motion, like, you're gonna, you're gonna go, you're gonna move, right? And, like, then it was, you're like, yo, like, go back to my place, like, let's get more fucked up, let's take some shrooms, and I'm like, 
well, if I get it, this is going to be one of my last times, like, hanging out, getting fucked up. Like, might as well, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, what's the worst thing that happens that, like, really, like, tells me I'm going to move, right? Yeah. But then all of a sudden, it was just like, and again, like you said, you didn't even know till a couple weeks later after I told yeah. you. And, like, everything just started kind of clicking of, like, yes, I love my family, but, the, like, the family that I've built, like, with my friends here, like, everything that I've worked so hard for and accomplished here, like, that should be, like, acknowledged. That should be, like, noted of, bro, you're doing such a good job. And, like, I think it was the funniest thing because, yeah, we, like, were walking around, like, we were just not in our minds, like, looking out at all these houses going, oh, man, we could go buy that one together. Yeah. We could go do this together. And, you know, I remember, like, seeing the the light wits, right? Uh-huh. And you're just like, bro, we got to go look at that. And you open the gate and just walk through, and we're talking to these people, <laughs> just having fun. They give us a beer, and we're just both, like, sitting there talking. I'm like, man, if I move, like, am I going to find that friend, that person that's going to still keep me in check but still take me out of my comfort zone? Yeah. I'm like, do these things that help me, like, reach something that I could have potentially not done by myself. Yeah. I'm like, you never know in the world. Like, you never yeah. know if that's going to happen or not. But, like, that's that's huge. Yeah, yeah it's, that's a, it's a wild... To me, in my mind, it's a wild story. It's probably more wild for you because that's, like, your, your decision to stay. But, like, even in that moment, when you decided to stay, you still didn't know where you and Marina went. Like, that yeah. came a little later but had you have gone probably wouldn't be here right like right. so because you stayed that like then came to fruition else out through that it's like fuck dude like there's a lot there's all these parts of me when people are like everything's happens for a reason and sometimes i'm like this is so dumb and then there's other times where i'm like oh my god like you're probably not wrong like yeah but i but i feel like that's that's kind of the cool thing about like life in general is just like like yeah there there is this path but that path is always changing based on you know not only your decision but decision of like decisions of others right and like no one person walks the same path as another yeah yeah which is fantastic right but like if you wouldn't have told me to stay right if i wouldn't have texted emma for mina's number yeah if emma would not have given me Mina's number, like, shit would have been completely different, right? right? Yeah. I'm like, you know, another funny one is, like, again, like, the first night that I actually hung out with Mina, right? Like, she was going to pick up her mom and her aunt at Rudy's, convenient, I'm there drinking with you bartending, right? Yeah. And you're like, yo, like, you should ask her to, like, get a drink with you. And I'm like pretty drunk and i'm like fuck yeah let's do it why not what's the worst thing that happened she says no and like it she said no she beeline to like (laughs) the table and i was like well fuck like i guess she's really not into me even though we've been like kind of talking on and off for like a month and a half and like i don't know what it was but then her mom said something it clicked in her mind she's like fine i guess i'll come over and like Dude, like, that shit doesn't just, like, I feel like that's, like, again, that's not one of those where it's, like, it's a 
predestined plan. It just, it fucking happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, that's, that is what life is. It's, yeah. yeah, things do happen, but like, there's also this, this random chance and that completely changed my path, right? Yeah. Like, you, you can't like, you can't explain it. You can't be like, oh, right. Well, that was the plan that you were set on, like, from the very beginning. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Like, I had a 50-50 chance. It could have been great. It could have been yeah. bad, you know? Well, and there's also, uh, like, there's also that idea that, um, you like, they say that, like, luck is, um, is preparation meets opportunity, right? Yeah. So, like, so when... If somebody says you're like, wow, you're lucky to have met that person, or you're lucky that that girl's with you, or whatever, you know, like, and I understand that idea, or you're lucky you got that opportunity. So that is part of it, you know, like, there are these these, these ebbs and flows of chance, or you meet the right person at the right time, and, like, whether or not the universe wanted it, or God, or whoever, you know, there's these moments. But also, if they would have met you at a different time when you weren't ready for it, it wouldn't have worked either. Right. So, like, they say, like, not they, but, like, the I'm kind of sold on this idea where it's, like, I am a, I am the person that I am. Like, I, I'm working on myself. I've been working on myself for the last 15 years, say. Like, right. I'm, like, trying to be a better person. I, what, all the things, you know, just the things of working on yourself in life. If I would meet the girl of my dreams and say, like, I want the girl of my dreams, and I meet them when I'm a piece of shit, Right. And I haven't done anything. Well, then they're gonna be like, "Yeah, fuck that guy. He's an asshole." Like, yeah. And then they're like, "Nope, bye." And then that was it. But if they meet me at a point where I'm like, "Yeah, I've like, I've built something. I've learned a lot. I've grown. I'm doing this." And then they meet that person. Like, oh, hey, I like that person. You know. Right. So. Um, where I'm going with that is, like, there's this idea of, like, if you are a person that's like, fuck, dude, I can't think, like, I haven't gotten lucky yet, or I haven't found the right thing, it's like, all you need to do is keep prepping, like, you have to keep building yourself, working yeah. on yourself, whether it's building your career, whether it's building your, your emotional person, your psychological person, your spiritual person, blah, 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 yeah. um, not to over-spiritualize anything, just, like, just work on yourself. But then you meet, then you meet that opportunity, and you're way more prepped for it. Yeah. When they're like, "Oh, I like that." Well, and I feel like that's, you know, that's that's a huge thing too, right? You know, like I've met people in my life that like I now know very well, right? Like I like have run into people at either like a concert or the bar or things like that, like that I didn't like realize until later until after like we're kind of sitting there talking being like shit like i've met you multiple times like it maybe just it wasn't the right time the right place maybe i wasn't in the right space you weren't in yeah, the right yeah. space whatever it is and like so i agree with you like maybe it's like again like that luck and opportunity it just it it all flows in a good path in a great like trajectory to like everyone to be happy, right? Like I, I I don't think like again, like I wouldn't be here if I wouldn't have met somebody else at a different bar. I came into a bar that my coworker brought me into for lunch. Yeah. 
And then all of a sudden, like, I came back one night because I'm like, ah, I just want to get out of my apartment. Like, I just want to go get a beer, not care about work, not care about anything, my shitty life at the time. Like, then <laughs> another bartender goes, hey, you should meet this guy. And all of a sudden, that guy is friends with the bartender. She shows me a video of her trying to crack a beer on her head. Shout out to Ivy, by the yeah. way. And I come back in a couple days later, and she shows me, like, the success, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I get to meet you, and, like, our friendship just bloomed after that. That's a good story, all on its own. Like, yeah, I remember meeting, like, you were talking sports and up and down with Ivy. Yeah. And I'm like, this kid that just, like, came out of nowhere, started hanging out, talking sports. And, like, I, that's obviously not my level. But then we just started, like, connecting. You were hanging out a lot. I, I remember the first time we were like, we're going to hang out outside of the bar. We're like, I think we're going to. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, Christmas was around the corner, and then we're doing mushrooms at Christmas and shit. Yeah. You know? But it was so funny, just that, like, that stepping stones of, like, hanging out at the bar, talking sports, right? meet a few other people. It's, well, and I, I, you know, I... I tell a lot of people even, like, the good fun joke, like, when we spent Christmas together, right? Because, like, I was still opening, like, presents, like, via, like, like via video with my family. That like, was your first away, right? That was yeah, my first away. Right. I remember that. Well, that was my second away for the most part. Like, my mom still had come out one, but I wasn't with my yeah. entire family, right? But, like, other than that, like, that was my first never seeing, like true like blood family right yeah and i remember like sitting there and like it was so funny we went and we got breakfast right mm. and like one of the guys goes oh how do you know him and you're like oh he's just a regular at my bar <laughs> and like i thought it was an asshole i thought it was <laughs> funny as shit though and you're like dude i'm so sorry and i was like <laughs> dude that was just hanging up there you have to, like you have to like say it like that's funny but, you know, but, like, how many times also has that joke also come up, just us being out, like, downtown, like, fucking around, and yeah. suddenly be like, oh, how do you guys know each other? And, like, I'm the one now that goes, oh, I'm just a regular at this bar. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, that's, but that's also the thing, too, is, like, it's funny. It's funny how things have changed. Like, my best friends, like, now, like, are people not only that I drink with, but people that, like, I get to go do fun things with, right? Like, I, like, I saw David at, a, like, a Hawks game, right? Baseball, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm just, like, sitting there, like, hey, what's up, dude? Like, hey, you want a beer? Hell yeah, let's go get a beer together. Like, yeah. it, and, like, that's crazy. Like, beating uh, TJ and Danielle, right? Like, through yeah. Ivy, right? It was, hey, come back to my house, play some lawn darts. And I'm like, sure. And now I know, like, their family well. I know their kids super yeah. well. Like, I know Jordan really well. And, like, it's, it's just <laughs> weird how things, like, develop over time. time. And you're like, I, if you would have asked me this five years ago or even, you know, nine years ago when I moved here, I would have never expected to know the amount of people that I do and truly care and love about all these people that are in my life. That's so strange. It's like a... That is a trippy thing about life, I swear. Like, when you're, uh, when you meet someone 
and you get along with them really well and you're like hanging out and you're if you just like take like stock of like you're, you're like holy shit like we've been ha- like i love this dude or i love this person or whatever but, like if you asked him two years ago i don't even know him yeah. like to to see the progression of like not knowing something like you don't know this person exists mm-hmm. to fast forward three years later and all of a sudden you're like dude this is one of my closest friends like where the fuck did that come from yeah it's very trippy and uh and then like like you said like when you if you were to ask yourself eight years ago where you would be, it's like vastly different than what you imagined. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. Like sometimes people are like, Oh yeah, I wish I wasn't here in life. But like in general, there's this thing that happens where like no one understands when they're younger that their life isn't going to pan out how they want it. Right. But it, a lot of times can be better if you make it, you know, it's just like, yeah, this is not what I expected of my life, but I've, but it's fucking dope. What I like, I, I think that was the other thing, you know, I was talking to, talking to one of the guys at the bar and, you know, he, you know, we, we had connected just over like driving down to kickball. Right. And like just fucking around. Right. And like, I wasn't going to go, but I'm like, oh, I promised him like I was going to go to kickball. Yeah. I'll take him there. Like had a good time. Like, and we like got really close, just even the like small conversation that we had. Right. And every single time now I see him, he's like, dude, you're such a good dude. You're such a good person. And, you know, I sit there, like, not trying to say being humble, but, like, I'm like, I am blessed beyond belief because my life would have not turned out the way it is. And with so much love from my friends, like, if it wasn't, like, for, hey, I'm going to buy you a shot. Hey, I'm going to buy you a beer. Hey, do you want to go down to Suds Tavern and then get yelled at and then somebody feeling bad because somebody else is yelling at me? Like, but that's, but that's life. Like life is, is chaotic, but there, there is this thing that just everything keeps going, right? Like everything has this like good, fun time of like, I could be on this straight and narrow path. I could you know, give up drinking for a month. Everybody's, you know, super supportive, but kind of laughing about it too. And then the first day that I'm back to drinking, everyone's like, cool, let's get you super fucked up. Yeah. Let's have some fun. And I'm like, well, I haven't drank for a month, so let's go. Dude, I was uh, so just talking to David about, because we, we talked a lot about, like, the drinking versus not drinking thing. Um, and we I talked about you uh, a bit about it. And one of the things I like, there's, there's certain, there's certain uh, circles that's a little tougher and there's certain circ- circles that's easier. But what, cause he was saying like, there's, there's certain moments when if you decide not to drink and you show up, people pressure you to drink. Oh yeah. And um, I'm like, that's a little fucked up. It's a little bit of a bummer. Like where you like, I'm trying to make this commitment. It doesn't have to be a month. Like, whatever. You're like, I'm not drinking a day. And then somebody's like, come on, dude, like, take this. And I was like, I can feel that at times, but like Rudy's is a very pure place. Right. Yeah. But what I noticed was like, if you put your intention out to everyone, the pe like the good people actually won't pressure you. And so I, and I was like telling him about you. Cause it was like, you put it out. You're like, I'm not drinking this whole month. You're like, you kind of broadcasted it you yeah. know, across the board. You're like, so just so everyone knows, I'm not shaking this entire month. And then everyone's like, 
Okay. And then I was like, yeah, like every time Ian came into the bar, I had the same polys in hand. Like, would never offer him a shot. No one offered, you know, like, yeah, it's not drinking. But or like it was the, like a blue or was like a blue dolphin shot. Right. Which I respect because of that I'm included. Yeah. Right. So there's this like uh, I was thinking of it because I like I know that I will go on these phases and I was like, I know that there are periods of time when like if I show unsurety about like, ah, I might not drink today, people are gonna pressure me. But if I go in with the intent of like just so everyone knows I'm not drinking. Because we were talking about, like, doing fun activities. And, like, it's like if I go out boating with Severo and I, like, tell him, before, I'm like, hey, just, you know, before I get there, I'm not drinking today. Like, don't ask. Yeah. I know that he would respect that. And I know that all of the friends would respect that. Like, because they're, they're dope people. Like, yeah, we all like drinking. But if I was just like, yeah, I'm not drinking, it'd be cool. Yeah. And then I could still have fun and have a good time. Right. And uh, there's, it's... It's just an interesting dichotomy because, like, there are moments where, like, feel, I feel like no one's supporting my decision, and you feel a little, like, isolated. But right. if you put it out there and be like, hey, just see, like, we're doing this, I'm doing this, people are pretty supportive for the most part. There might still be the asshole or two. It's like, come on, dude. Drink or somebody's drink. making a joke about it. Like, but they still respect you and not, like, buying you a shot and putting it out there. Yeah, they're not, like, putting a shot in front of you or whatever. Right, yeah. You know, I, I, like, I think that's that's kind of, but you know, a difficulty, like, you know, with, with a lot of, like, people, like, not only our age, but, like, in our, like, close friend circle, right? Like, yeah, we we do like to drink, we like to have fun, and it's, it is a difficulty sometimes being like, oh, like, I'm not drinking right now, and, like, going in and being like, okay, like, I know he's not drinking, I know he's not gonna do this, do that, like, but, like, I feel like everyone was still so loving and supportive of, oh, you're not gonna drink, I'm cool with that, like, we'll still be, like, we'll still hang out, we'll still be friends, like, we found other things to chat about, right? Yeah. And, like, I feel like that's, you know, that's something of, you know, like, I will give somebody, like, a hard time about, oh, you're not drinking, you know, but I'm never going to try and pressure them, right? Because, yeah. like, I know. Like, gotcha. Your claws are sharp. Oh, big boy. The back ones. But, like, I, I, I feel like that's that's kind of the other thing, though, too, is, is like, again, like, if somebody's not going to drink, like, I'm gonna like I'm gonna make that joke because I've also now been through it. I'm gonna give him a joke, but I'm gonna be like, "Hey, I get it. I respect it. I support it. I know how hard it is, and like, I support you in whatever you need during that time." Yeah. Like, you know, I, I feel like you know a lot of people like, especially with like, you know, difficult jobs or jobs where like alcohol is, you know, super readily available. Right. Like that's. Like, it's hard not to, like, go into a bar and drink, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I know, like, a lot of times, like, you're like, hey, I'm not, I mean, I'm not drinking today. Be like, hey, can I get you a shot? You're like, hey, I'm not drinking today, but I appreciate it, right? And you do that a lot with a lot of other regulars, too, right? And it, like, it must feel hard. It must feel difficult because they're trying to give some type of generosity to you, yeah. right? Yeah. And, like, to turn it down, like, it, it's tough. Yeah. But... I feel like there's also to that point of like the clarity of like who, like who you truly are. Like there's to a point of like sobriety that brings out this person in you. But then there's also this part of like still like 
drinking but not getting super fucked up that brings out like another person could be very similar but yeah. still a little different and then there's that person that just goes way off the rails and like you see that person right but like i feel like on the vast majority those you know those three times in life of being super like super sober being like buzz social drinking and being just super fucked up like every time like they're still relatively the same like there's there's no change in that and like i feel like if somebody's gonna like come up to me and be like hey like i'm not drinking today i still want to hang out still want to have fun with you i'm having my tea and having my water you know i'll flip a joke because i feel like that's okay because if i know that person yeah, I'm going to give you a joke about right, it, right. but I'm still going to respect that. I'm still going to support you. Yeah. And if that's what you're going to do, I know the struggle of it. And I'm going to be more inclined to be like, hey, he's not, he or she's not drinking today. Yeah. yeah. Like, call it good. Yeah. You know, and, and it's tough. Like, I feel like, again, you know, alcohol is just one of those where, like, we're all social creatures, right? Yeah. Like, we are all social people. Like, it's easy to sit and, you don't, you know, I, I think a good example of when we were over at RC's, you know, drinking for football. Yeah. And, you know, like, you you don't like sports, and we all know that, and that's okay. But you still like the social drinking, the, yeah. like, hanging out with all of us, having a okay. good time, right? And, you know, I sit there, and I'm like, that's, like, that's who we are. We are social creatures, like, and drinking is one thing, but not the whole thing that still keeps us friends. And especially for me, like when I took my month off, like I still was there more yeah. <laughs> so than not. Yeah, I was still there. I was like, I think Ian was at the bar more that month than he was the last two months. I was like something clicked <laughs> where because um, I don't know, I don't know exactly why, but I just noticed that like, I haven't seen you as much mm-hmm. the last two months. Once you stopped drinking, I was like, I saw you a lot more, and I was like, I don't know if you were craving the social or what, but, like, you were still there. So, like, you didn't have to have the booze for it, but, like, you were still there for it. Well, and it was cool. Well, and that, and that was that was one thing that, like, you know, I, like, I had, like, a really bad, like, heart-to-heart with myself. Of, okay, I, like, not only for health, but, like, for just, like, mental reasons, I need, like, a full reset. I need to do yeah. this for myself. Not for anybody else, like, and yeah, it was easy because, like, the girls had also done it for Lent, so, like, it was easier, like, not to drink and whatnot, but, like, I also sat there going, you know, I, like, I'm still, like, I'm still a social person, like, I still want to go out and do these things, and, yeah, you know, as much as people want to say, oh, drinking a non-alcoholic beer is kind of a loophole, you're right, but it's a great loophole, though. But it's also one of those where, like, I can come in, I can sit there, I can be completely sober, have a great conversation with somebody, play darts, like, and still be with people that I care about and I love about. And I still see the love because, like you said, no one's offering me a drink, no one's offering me a shot, and no one is fully pressuring me into it. You know, people, (coughs) excuse me. People were making jokes because, oh, you gave up St. Patty's Day? What the hell? You're right. Like, dude, there's Irish no, background. There is really no stint of time where you're not going to give up one holiday. 
it's almost impossible. Yeah. Like, what month are you going to quit drinking that there's not something going on? It's almost impossible. It's fucked up. <coughs> well, with, like, well, with, like, birthdays, holidays, like, anniversaries, yeah. like, all these things are all these, like, big critical, like, points in your life. Yeah. You're like, oh, I can give up drinking that January, long. January, July, or, uh, New Year's. February, Valentine's Day. March might be one, but if you have a birthday... But March is St. Patty's Day, though, too. Okay, there you go. April may be one, but then you you get that itch of spring. Right. And if you have a birthday or, you know, like, that's the other thing that you you will almost have a friend... Anytime you try to decide to take some time off, something will come up. It's like this, like, a push-pull of the universe. Like, as soon as you decide, okay, I'm going to take this one up, or off of drinking, there is like going to be like two or three things that just immediately flash up. Yeah, right. man, it's this person's birthday or it's this. Right. You're like, oh fuck, dude. Yeah. Well, and and like I had, you know, I it, it's kind of funny you say that. You know, I I had the conversation, you know, this you know today with Mina as we were doing all the real estate stuff, and I told her I said, you know, one of the things that I kind of want to get back into, not like completely give up drinking again for a month but like i want to take you know a couple of days off a week uh, you know i'll still like i'll still go see friends i'll still get like a st paulie's or something like that but like no shots no nothing yeah. like because like you know i i feel like there's still a part of me where like you know i took that month off and after that first week which was like the hardest right like I felt so much more clear. I felt like super focused. I felt like you know the brain was firing yeah. all cylinders back when yeah. I like back when I wasn't upset, depressed, and things like that. And like it worked out great for me. But then now the last six weeks of like drinking again, like I don't want to say it's terrible, but like I also feel like my brain is it, it, it's taking that extra Slipping half second yeah. right. Which is, it's not bad, but like in that split instant, I could make a terrible decision. And, and like, I don't think it's going to be a terrible decision where like, it's like, oh, like this really fucks up and ruins my life. Yeah. But I could make that like decision or it takes me longer and something else happens because I can't control everything around me. Right. Where it's like, oh man, I really shouldn't have done that. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Bro, I gotta pee real quick. Yeah, but we're gonna take a break. Rest, rest, rest. One of the things I was I was talking to Dave. Oh, that is good. Yeah, right. That is good. Cheers. Yeah, man. Actually, the first the first thought I had about this podcast, or not the first thought, but like the first mo with it was it was gonna be whiskey. Like, it was only, always over whiskey. Like, we right. would, I would do different bottles of whiskey, always in the rocks. That's, like, my first head thought. And I was like, honestly, I just kind of want it to be, like, fucked up podcast. Like, you right. drink whatever. Like, so. Say what you want to do, what you want to call I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, because I can, you know me, I'll drink anything. I will do almost anything. So I was like, I will morph into whatever my, uh. Like, guests want, so my guest is a beer guy. I'm not going to force him to drink whiskey. I'm like, let's drink some beer, you know, whatever. And so I know, like, at some point, like, 
it's going to be some mushrooms or it's going to be some cocaine. Like, right. you know, if I can't do cocaine on camera, but I'm like, yeah, we can do some fucking cocaine and you know, before see how know. weird it gets, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, recently I did ketamine and I was like, I would be down to try that on podcast. It's going to be fucking wild, but why not? I mean, I feel like that was that was like the funniest thing though too. Like was like again like two years ago. You're like, yo, you you read mushrooms? And I was like, no, not really. And you're like, yeah, I got a bunch in my ass. Like, like let's go back. Let's, let's do stuff. And like, I was like, I was a little leery about it because I'm like, God, oh, man, like maybe this is like not gonna go well. But like it was like it was super good. And, like, I remember, like, getting back, and, like, I, like, I felt like it was, like, 20 minutes, maybe, like, not even, right? And we had walked, like, a shit ton. And I'm, like, fuck, like, there's no way we walked this far, this long. And I'm, like, dude, like, let's do it again. And I remember, like, doing the next set, and I'm, like, bro, I don't feel good. Fucking throwing up and then going, dude, we gotta go back. And then Big Mouth, we watched, yeah. and I just couldn't stop laughing. We did uh, we did mushrooms before at like was it Christmas Eve? Yeah, that was like the first one, right? Yeah, because <laughs> we went, uh, we listened to Twenty One Pilots, right? Yeah, I remember like sitting there. I'm like, I'm putting this record. I'm like, fortunately, like we're having a good time. I'm like, let me show you this music, and then sitting there like put the record on it was like yeah. i had the ladder that yep. i went up and put it it's just like yeah they're still one of my kids one of my favorite bands in general but like also on mushrooms is still some of the go-to music and yeah. from that whole thing because like i it speaks to me like there's i don't know if it's like the music or the lyrics or both or maybe it's yeah. that moment but there's still times so when i'm like i'll start tripping i'm like i'm gonna put some 21 pilots but I felt like that was that was like the other like super cool thing about that though too was like that moment like has gotten me into records. Like yeah. I now like have twenty records and I just yeah. love sitting there like while I'm working, like yeah, I can put on <laughs> I could put in my earbuds or I could put on like my headphones and like that's cool. But like dude, there's something about like a record that just my, I don't want to say it like takes me back to the moment, but it it does. Like, it it just kind of drowns. Like, it just drowns everything out. It's just I can sit back. Like, yeah, I'm looking at my work email. Like, I'm doing something for work. But like, there's that like split second, the first time that song comes out on a record, and I just put my head back and just listen and just like I'm so like enveloped with the music. That just, it makes me so, like, so happy and so calm. So, like, you know, like, I could be having such a shitty day. Like, you know, um, you know, my friend passed away just a little bit ago. And, you know, the, you know, the two things that made that so much easier for me. One was I went home and I put on a record. I remember, like that record just kind of reset like me and it was tough because it, it was also not a record that I probably should have put because it was also like super depressing. But then Isn't like weird, you like go for the ones that are just going to get it out. You're like, fuck it. I'm going to go really dark. 
dude, I'm just like, I'm just like bawling, bawling my fucking eyes out, right? And then I'm like, I'm like sitting there going, man, I could just sit here all night, like keep listening to the same fucking record, like not even flipping it, like same side A and just keep going, right? And like, that's when I text you and I was like, yo, where are you? I got to get out of the house. And like, I luckily I have somebody that loves me and like allowed me to get out there and like, She's that's like, hey, if you need me, like, I'm there. Like, I met you up at the V, and, dude, that it, it just fully reset me being happy, me remembering good times, not only of us, but, like, of him, too. I think we got to go do something that you and I haven't done in a while, seeing karaoke on fucking Monday night. I was a, it was a blast. <laughs> it was dope. Like, that's, a, that's wild. Dude, there's a thing with, uh, so, records are <coughs> strange to me because, like, I didn't grow up with records. Like, um, I grew up with tapes, then moved to CDs, and then... So you, like, kind of missed that one. Yeah, like, yeah records were for me, like, basically, yeah. in, like, my life, you know? And, uh, some people my age did because their parents had records but my parents didn't you know my parents were really into music so i never had that but i do remember getting introduced there was a point where i got introduced records that i like it still felt nostalgic even Mm -hmm. though i didn't grow up with it i was like there's something about this feel that i like and then the more i like dove into it i was like i think we had a record player you know yeah Maybe it's like the slight wannabe hipster, you know, like whatever. But sure. Like, ah, it's like the nod to the past. But there's a thing, I don't know if you've tried this yet with like getting into records, but there's not only like listening to the records. So I have like, I have my record cabinet, I have my records. But there is something about the process of going like to the record store, mm-hmm. buying a record, Taking it home by yourself and make, like, maybe smoke some weed, maybe you don't, maybe you're drinking a little, maybe you don't, but you open it and you put it on and you flip through it. And not all records are like this, but a lot of them are super art heavy. Yeah. I literally have chills talking about this. This is very strange because I felt this with a couple records that I like personally looked at and I'm like looking at them like, this is this is like bygones. Like we don't have this anymore. It's like you download it, Spotify, blah blah blah. But there is like something. It's not even just the audio of it, which is on its own great. You know, like the yeah. warmness and the scratchy, and like that's also gold. But there is this other thing where you're like looking through the art that that artist put in just as much effort into this right. as they did to that. And you're sitting there like looking at the lyrics while it's playing and you're yeah. like, holy shit. Like, and it's like a very, uh, I don't, I don't know exactly. I just went like in the zone, um, magical moment, like in everything else, like the world fades away. You know, it's just like, you're sitting there in your bedroom, the world fades away and you're just yeah. like looking at this music and this art. It's very, very fucking magical. Why? Well, yeah, that's so funny you say that. So we went, uh, you know, I went to the record exchange uh, last weekend, bought seven records. I'm like, dude, it's because I'm like, I'm so getting into it. Like, I love it. Yeah. I think it's great. Like, it it just, like, it envelops just all of my senses. Like, it just, yeah. it's everything that I, like, just 
thoroughly love about music, right? And there was one, like, which I like, I think is so funny because, like, I know it was, like, recorded in a studio, put on a CD, and now was put on a record, right? Yeah. And it was, like, the greatest hits of Blink-182, right? <laughs> Shout out Travis Parker. But, dude, I was, I was, like, listening to it as I'm, like, looking through, like, the like the album cover like looking through everything that like they like put together for like you know the insights because like a lot of records now like they come with like a little like poster a little insert or whatever but like theirs was like one of the coolest ones that i've seen like for a while that just like really made me like even appreciate music even more like i love their songs but like i appreciate their music because there's a spot on the inside that was just thank yous you know right right by the band and everything and i like just remember like looking at that going man these guys wouldn't have done this done what they love made the money that they have like without all these people and like for yeah. them to acknowledge and recognize just how much they appreciate these people and just to hear that, like, hear that album, like, hear that song, like, hear that verse, like, that wouldn't have happened without all these people. And, like, that is, like, the coolest thing that I feel like I get with a record. And, like, yeah, I love my music. I love my songs. But, like, I feel like that's what takes me to, you know, you know, that's what draws me to a record is like, you get to see all those things. Like I'm collecting, you know, records that are different color. Like I have. Dude, those are pink, so fun. Yeah. Yellow, blue, white. I don't red. think they used to do that either. No. Like, like back in the, like when, I, don't, I guess 70s, like I think they're all black, but like that's what I like about newer records, yeah, like the colors, and then they like they'll theme the entire artwork based on right. It's fucking beautiful. That's really cool. But like, I feel like that's like that's something that like I just, <laughs> like I thoroughly love. Like again, like you know, like I bought several records from like Mac Miller, like my yeah. favorite like rap, my favorite artist, my favorite lyricist, and like. That is never going to change, right? Yeah. Like, I have tattoos, like, for him yeah. because, like, a lot of, like, what he, like, went through, what, like, he was dealing with at that time was something that I could relate to, right? Yeah. And I have, like, either gotten them through, like, gifts or gotten them through, like, buying my own records. Like, they're the color editions because, like, all of his records, like, have been, yeah, you could buy, like, just the black record. Yeah. Well, like he has done this, like this color ensemble of light to dark. And like, I feel that, like, I feel that like every time I'm like, Oh, like I'm sad. Like I have a blue record for him. Like I put it on and it makes me think, man, this isn't depressing music. This is great music. Like this yeah. is something that I'm like, Oh, they, this is just a banger. Like this is good times. Right. And I feel like that's, you know, that's something like when I like listen to music, like I still love it, but like, that's something that I get with a record is like fully being like 
enthralled in like yeah. everything that went into that. Yeah, Rockstar is very immersive. They like, are get, like it's really you get lost in like yeah, totally immersive, and I uh, I appreciate that that the artists who put together that record. Like, you know that they put in the work for all of those tiny details. And, like, as much as music is great and everything in the details of the song is great, like, I can't discount that. I mean, like, there's, I'm a musician, there's tiny details (laughs) in songs. But then you add on, like, these subtleties. And, like, when you see the subtleties of, like, that artist put that detail and that detail and that detail and the visual the aesthetic, the whole immersive experience. I'm like, that's fucking dope. Like, yeah. it's way more than just, let me check out this song on Spotify, which is still great. Like, Spotify is, like, giving the world access to a lot of music they wouldn't have. Right. But there is still something about buying that record, unpacking it, like, immersing yourself into that experience of that artist. It's, it's fucking magical. When I, like... <laughs> You know, I and, and it, it sounds crazy, it sounds like really stupid, but like I like I get a ton of joy and a ton of happiness like buying a new record, like pulling off like the clear wrap, yeah. like like and, and the one the smell that you get of just yeah. a new record, like pull it out, like look to see what's on it, put it down, like Put the needle down to the record. That cl- that like little click that goes when it's our, when the audio's on and you put the needle down. It's just, yeah, that's oh, so good. But like, but like that's like again, like that's when I like sit there and I put it down and I'm just like, not like nothing in the world around me matters at that point for like that first like. 10 15 20 seconds of that record like regardless of where i actually started if i started at the very beginning or i go to a like specific song yeah like that just hearing it just hearing also like the audio that like it's not perfect it's not like when i go to spotify and i listen to a song and it's like it just sounds so smooth like i want to hear those things when i buy a record that aren't a hundred percent perfect yeah. that I feel like a record brings out. Like a musician is just a tiny bit off key, but it's still perfect in that song. It's like, uh, like it just, I like, I can't even describe like the feeling that you get. And like, I'm not a musician, but I love it because it like, it just makes me think of we're all imperfect humans. Like, but this is still a perfect song. It's, yeah. it's a perfect melody. Like it's just, it, it's just something that's just ah, it just it gets me, and I'm yeah. at a loss for words, man. Have you like beyond records? Have you, there's there's artists that do this, which I really appreciate. But speaking of imperfections, like they like lead their mistakes in. Have you ever noticed that with like certain artists? And like doesn't happen that often, but. There's certain times when like a like they'll fuck up the words I'm singing, and yeah. they're like, "Fuck it, that was funny or that was raw," and they leave it, and like that is the final track. Yeah. Um, like I can't think of a lot, but like there's a band group love that I listen to, like that has done that, and I like I appreciate that because 
obviously, normally, what you would do is you redo it. You know, you want to make it perfect, right? You, know, you just like sing it how it is, mm-hmm. and you edit it, you get rid of the mistakes. But there's like every once in a while, artists are like, "No, this is fucking dope. Like this is better." Yeah, we like we fucked up, and it was everyone fucks up, you know. Like and they just like portray that in a song, and yeah, yeah, like speaking to that, that happens in certain moments of recording I'm like yeah just leave it like yeah we all fuck up we all like you know we had a mistake in music or a song and we laugh about it we learn from it well i feel like that that also happens though too like when you get like when you go to a like a concert right like you see like these bands just get so like or an artist specifically right they get so like enthralled in their music that they love it so much that they like they fuck up their own lyrics and it's okay everyone loves it everyone's great right like i i think that's the best part also about music is that like it doesn't have to be perfect to be perfect right like it is it is it you know it's it's just like beauty beauty is in the eyes of the beholder yeah and like that is that is what music is right like you and i could listen to the same song and have a completely different ideology of <laughs> where that song was going or what they were trying to say right but it's still just it, it's beautiful it's a masterpiece yeah and i feel like that's that's what music is. Music is to soothe and love the soul. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is not going to be one hundred percent the exact same thing. And how a person feels with that song, yeah. and that is the coolest thing about music specifically, but art in general, right? Like I see art, you know, going either to a museum or like local artists or even just people that do like photography, right? Like they're capturing that moment and what they're capturing in that moment could be completely different than every other viewer sees. And that is, that is the coolest thing to, to feel, to see, to hear, you know? And, And I think that's just, that's just life in general. It's just, again, like everything is so, you know, it's so self-driven. It's yeah. so, this is how I perceive it. This is how I, you know, think about it. And it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, you're, well. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so I was going to say, speaking of that, like, then it's about the perspective of that. I, I guess I was like thinking about how you were thinking about how you were saying something and then how I was thinking about it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's about the perspective of what you're thinking about it. And I was like, wait, that might not have even been Ian's point at all, but I was still interpreting it in my own lens yeah. of like the things that you were saying. And I was like, that might not have been what Ian was saying at all, but I was still like interpreting it in like a, like the way you see the world. Like, so yeah. I was seeing like your conversation. Anyway, that's funny to me. That's but probably that's, all in my head. <laughs> but that's but that's all like I mean that's that's again that's all how conversation is, right? Like, you know, conversation in general is just like 
it's all a matter of perspective, yeah. right? I'm filtering everything you say through my own life lens. Right. And all of the things that have happened to me in the last week, month, year, whatever, all and then and then processing them. And then I'm like, so what you're saying is, and that might not have been what you're saying, it might might have been, but I still have that filter. I have my filter on what you're saying. Like, like there's no way you're gonna say something to me and it's gonna go through anyone else's filter. It's definitely gonna go through my filter right. of everything that I've been living and going through. But that's but that's <laughs> oh, holy shit, that's fucking wild. But that's but that that is life itself. That is that is each person is so unique, you know, back to what we were talking about earlier though. Everybody is on their own path. Not not two people are gonna walk on the same path because again, everything is so driven towards you. Like everything that you experience, you have like it is always geared towards you. You may you might share the same event with somebody, but what you take away from that, what your experience is how you look at it, see it, like your lens is always going to be different. Even conversations, right? Yeah. Like the conversation that you and I are having now could be completely perceived differently than a viewer, than yeah, yeah. somebody that would be here with a third person, right? Like, and that's that's life. That is yeah. the greatest thing that we have in this life is... We have all of these experiences. It has continually shaped us who we are till the day we die. If there's an afterlife, maybe like it could continue to shape us who we are. Right. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, like everything is always so driven to you, how you perceive it, how you put, you know, your own life filter on it. And it could be completely different. Yeah. And like, that's, you know, that's the hard part about, like, the human existence, right? Of, man, I, like, I could be so pissed off at somebody and, like, somebody else could look at it being like, are you just, just being a dick? Like, you're just, you're being rude for no reason. But I could be hurt, but we're also looking at it from different lenses, right? Yeah. But that's, that's life. That is the human existence. Yes. Yeah. Have you heard, of, like, the... um the mirror concept. I uh, like I go back and forth with this concept, so I'll like try to briefly explain it. But like the things that you get, ang it's normally the things you get angry about. When I get angry at, at a friend, it's I don't think it always happens, but it does seem to ring true more than it doesn't. Um, so I'm like I've been trying to parse some of this. Um, I've only. I, Maybe the last couple of years that I've been introduced to it. But so basically, um, to, to condense it down, is like anytime that I get upset with someone, most likely it's a flaw in myself that I'm seeing in someone else. Um, I've been trying to notice, like, there's sometimes it doesn't seem to ring true, but most times it does. So, like, for example, if I, uh, I get annoyed with someone because I'm like, dude, he always tries to take over the conversation. Mm. Like, I've, I've seen this before. So I've been, like, having conversations. I'm like, ah, oh, fucking damn it. Like, this dude is always has to be self-centered. He takes over a conversation. <coughs> and then, like, I'll go home and I'll say, I'm like, 
dude, you always try to get paid. Well, like, and this is like later after I've understood the concept. Like, you have to, like, so when whenever you get angry at someone, you need to reflect back. Like, is this something that you're dealing with? And most of the times, it is actually something that you do. So it's not always, but, like, most times it is. So I'm like, that was a big one for me. So I'll, I'll give you an example of, like, what, when it really hit home for me was um, I was dating this girl, and she could never, like finish anything she'd be like i want to go to the gym she would never go to the gym no i really this time i probably I'm like i'm like you can never stick to shit yeah and it would frustrate the hell out of me if we're like dating i'm like dude like you keep saying this stuff you keep saying all the things that you're gonna do and you're not doing them and i would get so frustrated and so pissed and i'm like dude like this is a problem and then when I realized that that literally was me, yeah, like, and I, that it was, it was such an eye opener when I like the, this just moment that I'm like, oh my god, that's exactly me. Everything that I have said that I'm gonna do in the last three years, I haven't done. Like, yeah, I'm already going to the gym. That's fine, but like. I said that I was going to do this. I didn't. I like. I'm like. So I'm mad at her for not for not keeping her word on the things that she thinks she's going to do. But the reason I'm upset about it is because it's a reflection of me. Yeah. So that was like my first realization of this like, convert like this topic, or like this phenomenon that happens in life. But yeah. um, there are times that, like to play devil's advocate, there are times that you can get pissed at someone because they're a legitimate dick. <coughs> you're not a dick and you're being a right. dick, you know, like, so it doesn't always ring true. Like, sometimes people are just assholes and, right. you know, it doesn't necessarily, but, like, for the most part, the things that make me the most angry are things that I actually, like, have been fighting with in myself and I'm not willing to admit and I see it in someone else, I'm like, God damn it, like, that person keeps doing this thing. And, like, if I were to see somebody, I'm like, dude, he's such a sloppy drunk, and he's just, like, being an asshole. And I'm like, oh, that's what I do. Oh, oh shit, that's oh. me. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, like, it's long, like, I'm just learning to recognize it, but I don't know if you've experienced this at all. I, I feel like, I feel like I definitely experienced that, but, like, you know, I, I guess maybe one one thing back to you is just that, like, you know, like, you you are a little bit older than like, our, our like our friend group, but you are still like young compared to a lot of other people. But like, do you ever look at like, do you ever look at like the fact that like you get like frustrated or angry at somebody because like they're kind of like a younger version of yourself or like they're in like a similar position as you, and you're like. God, if I'm just, like, if I'm a dick or I'm an ass, like, I can maybe help them make a better decision that I didn't, like, I didn't choose or I didn't make. Yeah, yeah. Like, have you ever had that thought? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it, like, it's, that sucks. Like, that right there sucks. Because, like, I've seen, like, friends that are, like, either the same age or younger, but just in a different spot in life. And you're, like... No, don't, don't, don't do, do the same thing that I did. 
like it, it yeah. it's gonna piss you off or it's gonna piss everyone else off around you and yet they still do it you're still friends with them but you still like you still harbor that like frustration and you're like what were you thinking but you already know in the back of your head you know what they were thinking because you have already yeah, had that thought. That. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's, I think that is the hardest thing though, too. Like watching other people make decisions. I'm like, not, like, yes, you want to intervene. You want to say yeah. no. Don't screw up your life. But then you're also to the point where you're like, God, I'm kind of a hypocrite because I did the same yeah. damn thing. <laughs> and you're like, okay how do i say this in the nicest way and when you say it or you try and say it in a nice way you're like man that came out so, so yeah. wrong so one of the things there's this uh this is another thing that's kind of similar but when you first discover a thing like i'm gonna i'm gonna use a, a topic that is not close to me but say you become a vegan oof when you first become a vegan I notice this with like my sister and some other people. You're like, you get passionate about it. Oh, you watch the documentaries, and uh, they're legitimate. Like, I'm not saying that they're <laughs> legitimate, but like, you watch all the shit. You're like, this is the way to live. So you discover all the things, and then you take that information and you shove it down everyone else's throat. Yeah. You're like, if you're going to be my friend, or like, if you're going to like ride, like. I can't believe you would eat that fucking meat when you, like, I'm. let me tell you all the things and, like, you just get preachy, right? Yeah. So that happens with almost every learning lesson. Like, you learn a thing and you're like, well, now everyone needs to know this thing. Right. Like, and so you just start spreading it around and you start, like, pushing it down. And so that's what happens, like, as when I first started getting older and thinking that I'm, like, graduating, I would be hanging out with someone younger. I'm like you need to understand my lessons and, like, I would just start shoving it down their throat. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's such a put-off to everyone that's there. And then you go another, like, year and you're like, dude, that was such an asshole thing to do. Like, that was a bad way that to was, do it. That was, like, I was just coming into it and I just started, like, so that's what I, like, I remember when I first dated... Um, I was dating Maggie and I was like six years older than her. I was like, I'm gonna like I learned I'm learned all these lessons. I was like, let me tell you, once you get to be my age, you will understand that the things that you're doing I was like, dude, that's so fucked. And then like the older I was like, Oh my god, I can't believe I did like but it was I, that I know gung- exactly what you yeah. know. <laughs> it happened. It sucks. Dude, that that is uh, the that is the worst realization though, especially being older than like friends like significant others is like yeah. you're like no don't do that don't make that decision i'm like it's like oh i feel like i'm older i'm wiser than you but like at the same point you're like i'm not actually wiser than you i just also made that mistake and like you need to make that mistake because like it's gonna make you better this is gonna yeah. help you out but if you can realize then that like do you want to be the asshole that says, I'm older than you, you need to listen to me, that's terrible. Like, or do you understand that everyone goes through their process, you want to help them along the way, but, like, you're not going to, like, change somebody's path. Like, you you definitely want to help. Like, I do think that 
if somebody hangs around me, they might glean a thing or two, and they may not make all the mistakes that I did. But right. they will if I shove it down their throat. Like, if, I, if I'm if i like, this is what you need to do to be yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, but, like, I mean, I mean, I look at, like, you know, I look at people that are older than me, right, that, like, you know, I, I feel like, oh, like, they might have their life together more than me, right? And then all of a sudden, either, like, one, like, one thing completely changes their life, right? Like, you know, I, I think a lot about, like, you know, I like, I am, you know, I'm a social drinker. Like, I love to drink. Like, yeah. I love just how good I feel to that point of, like, not being sober, but being buzzed, but not yeah. to the point where I'm, like, super drunk or, like, blacked out drunk, right? right? And that, that line also, like... It varies, like, yeah. and it just, it, it's a circumstantial thing, right? But, like, I look at people that are, like, substantially older than me, that I'm like, why the fuck did you do that? Why did you, why did you decide to do this, right? And, like, I have been lucky, and I have been fortunate enough, again, you know, worst case, knock on wood. Like, I have not gotten, you know, not, like, you know, not gotten a DUI, right? And there have been so many times when I probably could have been pulled over that I have been over the limit and, like, I've gotten away with it. Yeah. Like, I remember one time we were at Suds and, like, I, like, said, oh, yeah, and, like, Ray's coming to pick me up. Not a problem. Got in the car, drove home. I remember pieces of that drive. I remember getting home, like, and I got home and I was so fucked up. And, like, there is a thing with alcohol with me. And, like, when I get into, like, when I get into my head, like, I just, I have a seizure. Like, it sucks. Yeah. And, like, it's not something that I'm going to go to the doctor and be like, hey, like, I get really fucked up. And then I get depressed. And then I have a seizure because yeah. they're going to be like, well, don't drink. Right. And I'm going to tell them, well, you can go fuck yourself. But I like it. But, like, I also look at, like, people that, <laughs> like, have been caught for it. I see the ramifications and like, it's definitely helped me fix it. But I'm also like, I also kind of sit there like going, yeah, I'm younger, but why the fuck would you do that? Why, why would you put yourself in that situation? Why would you do all these things? But like at the end of the day, like I've also done the same thing and just been so lucky, so fortunate that I haven't been caught. Right. Like I like remember like 4th of July, like, and I always tell the story because I, one think it's funny as hell. Like it's it wasn't funny at the time, but now it is looking back. Like I had like we had been drinking. That's pee. Say wait, 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 can we pee and then tell the story? Perfect. Fuck yeah. That is good whiskey, huh? Dude, I like that, man. Where'd you get that? Uh it's the liquor store. <laughs> well, I got that. <laughs> well, I'm probably not gonna have any more. Just in case. What? I'm not going to have any more. You can have more, but I'm not going to. Thanks for letting me have more. Well, I'm just I'm saying don't feel obligated because I'm not going to have more. This podcast can. is sponsored by Bird, Bird Dog. Dog. Peach flavored whiskey. It's delicious. It is delicious. It goes well on ice. It's really good for podcasts. I feel like I thought you could like make like a really good mixed drink with it. I like 
get super fucked up without knowing it. I feel like that, well, this would definitely make it nice old fashioned for sure. Just like the, like the little peachy vibe. Um, Dude, instead, of, instead of an orange, <coughs> instead of an orange in it, you could do like a peach, like old fashioned. Yeah. Like that would be fucking delicious. You could have like the little, uh, instead of it, like the fuzzy peach um, peel. Yeah. That'd be cool. And then do a little, like basically tape, like and peel the peel <coughs> off. And then like cut a little peach like piece off. Yeah. And like put it in your drink. Yeah. Dude. Um yeah, a smoky was, flavor though with that. That literally was my original uh dude, okay, you, get, very you get peach chips. And do like take like and um, you know how they have like apple chips? Yeah, yeah. Do you get peach chips from like a peach tree yeah. that they've like cut down from an orchard? Yeah. You could smoke that with your old fashioned. Yeah. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, try that. It's going to be delicious. Trademark. Uh, <laughs> okay, so tell me... <coughs> I like that I knew going into this bathroom break. Sometimes, like, by the time you go to the bathroom, you forget, but remember. So tell me this July 4th. Okay. Story. So, 4th of July, like, I, like, I was still, like, kind of single as Pringle, like, kind of ended everything with all of my... Like ladies and shit like that, like roster as we called it. Hashtag suit summer has come to the end. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like it was still funny, right? So like you and I had hung out like the night before, got su like super fucked up. Yeah. And like we had debated like, okay, are we in a drive or not? And like I remember you're like, I'm okay. We're in the car. No music, like, we're just going to put the air on, like, we'll talk in the car, I'll drive home, and I'm like, okay, like, I respect it, we got home, got up, the next morning, you drove me to my house, I picked up my Jeep, and you and I went to Joe Mullins, we met Lil Zach and Caleb over there, Mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm not going to drink. And I'm like, we got there, and I'm like, all right, I'll have a mimosa. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, it was drinks just showed up, shots just showed up at our table. And I'm like, I don't think I can eat because I feel like I'm literally going to throw this up because I'm still so fucking hungover from this, right? I had also not realized just how much weed and coke I had in the car. And I'm like, ah, whatever, it's fine. I remember being like, just like, still pretty buzzed after Joe Mama was driving home. And I was supposed to meet the girls down to go float the river. I was already two fucking hours late. And I'm like, fuck. Drive home, grab my inner tubes, change, start heading back. Have to make a big fucking U-turn because I forgot my pump. Like, to blow up the inner tubes. And I'm already running even more late. So I am, like, not thinking about speed limits. Going down the freeway. Going down, like, into the, like, into the Y. Going down into downtown. And it goes 60, 45, 35, right? Well, I'm already so late. And I know that they're mad. Like, because they're waiting on my stupid ass. And I can't really tell them, oh, I got... Like, pretty fucked up. Like, 
but I'm driving to you. Yeah. Because, like, other people were using my, like, floats, right? Yeah. And it was so funny because, like, I, like, got down, and it was 35, and I was still doing 60. And I didn't realize that they put a speed trap right as you go into downtown. Yeah. I got pulled over. And it just, dude, it fucking scared the living shit out of me. Oh, I bet. Cop pulled me over, starts coming up, goes license, registration, proof of insurance. And I'm like, first off, am I going to be sober enough to, like, talk to the police right. officer? Two, do I actually have everything in the car yeah. right now? Yeah. And I'm like, all right. So I start going in, like, pulling everything out, got it, like, give it to the police officer. All of a sudden, these two little import, like, sports cars just fucking blow past us. And, like, I'm off on a side street. Yeah. Not, like, because that's, like, what you're supposed to do, right? Like, yeah. there's no place in a shoulder, like, in downtown Boise, like, you pull off on a side yeah. street. He, like, goes, and he's like, I'm going to let you off with a warning. I'm not even going to write the ticket. I got to go get those guys. Happy Fourth, get to where you're going, stay safe. And I remember, like, like speed limit was 35 still there, and I'm driving, like, 20, 25 miles an hour. I get there, and I, like, remember, like, coming in at this place and going, I need a minute. I got pulled over, and I just, like, threw, like, all the drugs and everything that I had, like, on the table. And I'm like, if I would have gotten pulled over and, like, they searched my car... Like, I would have, like, completely gone to jail, thrown my life away for some fun thrill, right? And, like, (laughs) it was so funny because, like, they're all laughing at it. And, like, I have my Apple Watch set to, like, when, like, my heart rate's over, like, 200. Like, (laughs) it, like, beeps at me to, like, breathe. Dude, it was, like, 210, almost 215. And I just, like, remember, like, laying outside, text coming up, and I'm just, like, like, I can't physically, like, come back down, right? And that is a blessing in disguise because I, like, not ever carried, not only that much, just I've never really carried my drugs like that ever before. You just have a lot of drugs. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me about it. But remember, not a drug dealer, supplier of friends. Big difference. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. But, dude, I, like, I remember, <laughs> I remember that day, and I'm just like, dude, like, that was kind of a turning point for me, like, in life, just thinking back about, like, again, like, mirroring my life, like, another person, like, could have done the same thing, and I would have probably scolded them, I would have probably been pissed off, yeah. but, like, now I'm like, oh, I get it, like, yeah, that's a, that's stupid. Like that. What the? Like what the hell were you thinking at that time that you thought that like all that weed, all that coke, like and being like pretty buzzed and driving, thinking oh, I'm okay. I'm never gonna get caught, yeah. right? It's so crazy because you just get comfortable. Like you get <laughs> comfortable, whether it's carrying some stuff or like. I mean, I know this as a bar. Like, as someone who definitely pushes the line sometimes, just like, no, oh, like, I'm good. Like, the, just like how Cole got his DUI. Like, he was like, dude. I haven't had a shot in a while. 
Like I'm, I'm like, okay. I'm fine. But your level of drunk is way over the limit, even though you are you feel good. The reason you feel good is because you're an alcoholic or no no, but you're used to alcohol. Yeah. Right? So like that's you have that tolerance. And I noticed that so many times when that like and I've I've tr- like last night. I'll admit, like I'm like I guarantee if I got pulled over, I would have flown way over. But I remember like walking around like I feel fine, feel good, I'm coherent, I can walk in a straight line. I'm gonna drive my car home and I'll be safe. But if I were to get pulled over, I would have blown way over the limit. I know this for sure. But like that's the right. problem with like your level of tolerance versus what's the legal limit and shit. And well, like yeah. that's the argument you make in your mind every goddamn time. You're like, you know what? I feel good. I feel fine. <coughs> I can do whatever. Well, and I like you know that was like the last time that like you and I like went to the strip club with with David, right? Like I felt like. I felt good, like, and, like, I was like, oh, okay, like, I I kind of hit my limit, like, uh, I'm not going to drink anymore, like, I'm going to stay and hang out, you bought me one more shot, and I'm like, ah, it's one shot, like, we'll be totally fine, like, yeah. not a problem, and, like, you, like, you had gotten really drunk, right, and I'm like, I'll take you home, and, like, all of a sudden, like, you, like, tell me, no, I need my car for tomorrow, I'm okay, follow me home, we'll be good, right? And, like, if I was, like, fully sober, I would have been like, no, dude, get the fuck in my car. Like, yeah. I'm going to take you home. But then there was that other part I'm like, ah, it's all right. He'll be okay. Yeah. I'll follow him home. Not a problem. Dude, and, like, your driving was fine. Like, you were you were immaculate. Like, you pulled in to, like, you pulled into the garage. Yeah. Like, not a problem. I we took off. We own excuses for ourselves. And then, like... We just, yeah, there's just these levels of, like, you kind of, as you slip into, like, some sort of, me and David talked about drinking, it was like, it's slippery, like, you might want to, like, if, you, if you're sober for a while, and then we, when you start drinking again, you're like, ah, oh, well, I'm just gonna drink a little, and then you slip into it, or, like, we were talking about, um, um, being intentional with, like, drinking, so, if I, uh, if I go into a photo shoot, I'll take two shots and it'll actually help me. Right. So, like, I'll actually get a lot done. This out, like, I have an intention with the alcohol. I'm like, I'm going to take a shot or two. It's going to give me confidence. I'm going to, like, do this photo shoot. Right. I'm going to have a lot of fun. It makes me more fun. It's funnier, blah, blah, blah. But then I might continue. And then I'm hungover. And then the next day I start drinking. And now my intentions goes out the window. And now I'm a little too fucked up. And so there's this like slippery slope that happens where like like <coughs> you have some good or you have like the socialness or whatever, and then you'll and then you'll get like slipping into the slope where you're like no you know like I'm fine to drive or I'm fine to do this or I'm fine to do that, and that's where like there's this like this middle level that we don't always know how to find. Well, I I feel like to you like again like back to like social drinking like it's it's difficult to find that like fine line because like, again, we all love to drink, like not even for just like the fact that we like the taste of like the drink that we're having. It's the fun social aspect. It's the, 
like kind of stupid shenanigans after the fact, right? It's the the fun stories that we get to share yeah. and people are like, oh, like you're an idiot. And like we're just kind of giggling yeah. going, good story. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But like that that's that's like the hard line. And I like I don't even think that's like a young like a young person's thing. Like everyone wants to have like that kind of funny story. Yeah. Like we all want to sit there and be like Oh, you had a story. I'm not trying to one-up you, but let me tell you something really funny. Like, that's the thing about... Yeah, that's the thing about the story. Okay. I, go ahead. I maybe just thought about this, but... Like, a complication, drama, like, fucked-upness creates good stories, right? Right. But those stories are only good if you didn't get either caught, killed... Or hurt somebody else. Right. So the people that are not telling those good stories are the people that are in prison, did get caught, did hurt somebody else, etc. Right. So we they call it like the winner's bias or yeah. whatever. Like like <laughs> I did this thing and I'm winning. So like like it's all the stories are great. Like I can't deny that's not good. Like like I have a lot of close call stories. You have that close call story. Like, there's a lot of close call stories. That close call story is really good because it's a close call. If you, but is it a good story though? If you would have got caught and you were in prison for a year, that story would be a very sobering, like harrowing story, right? And then if you were to have like hit somebody and killed somebody, that would be a very different story, right? right. So. We only hear the funny side of things from people that are like being funny and like telling. So, so there's this like bias because we're telling the funny stories because we like haven't been caught or we haven't. And even some of the ones that get caught, like you like tell them the other side. But like I, like I played in a band. I driven blackout drunk so many goddamn times. I have some and really I hear those stories and I think they're funny. They're well, like they hilarious. shouldn't be, but yeah. they are still funny because but, you weren't caught. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so if if I was caught and now I live in prison, or if I did time for two years, it wouldn't be as funny anymore. You know, like then I'd be like, oh fuck, dude. Like, and then I would be telling cautionary tales instead of like funny stories. You know, and that's always the it's like a risk versus reward sort of thing. And I'm not saying that. You should go try out drinking and driving just to create like stories, but um, there is a there is a push pull of life where there's like sometimes you risk a little and sometimes you don't. Well, I I feel like there's also like a push pull of like just like do you know doing something illegal, right? Like it's it's funny, like it is fun, funny, it is exhilarating at the time. Right, like, and yeah, okay, you know, there's one of those where like, <coughs> you're like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that, or like, that was oh, wild. like, oh man, I'm so glad I didn't get caught. Right, you think about it the next morning, right, yeah. and like that's okay, but like I also feel like, you know, and, and and not to knock anybody that like just has like a a sober like predisposition like oh i'm never gonna drink again like blah 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 like that's that's totally fine because that's also who you are that's also your life but like there's like 
you know, you're right. Like, I'm not trying to condone, like, drinking and driving. Like, I'm not at all. Yeah. But, like, there's also to the point, though, too, of, like, I've seen those people, like, drinking and driving that I think is, like, really funny. Like, a friend going, you know, 20 over the speed limit in, like, a nice Cadillac and all of a sudden turns into his house, goes, oh, I'm going to park it here so that way it's not on, like, my ring doorbell so that way they can't see it. Pick me up a block out so that way we can go to back to a different bar, get even more fucked up, and then you're like, and he's, like, he is fucked up. Like, I'm gonna Irish goodbye this bitch because I'm also sober enough to get myself home. Yeah. And, like, it, it, it's just kind of one of those where it's like, that's a funny story, but, like, then you think about, like, all of the ramifications, the repercussions that could have happened. Yeah. And you're like, man, I, sh- I, I probably shouldn't have let that guy drive. But, like, it... it it makes a good story. Yeah. And like we are we are humans. We love those good stories. Yeah. We thrive off of those good stories. That's another thing too, um, beyond like when you say like let someone drive. That's a thing <coughs> that I've struggled with for um especially as a bartender who's serving somebody. Oh, for sure. Is is there is there's the the statement that says uh, friends don't let friends drive drunk. But what I've, at least from my own perspective, like, people are going to do what people do. Yep. And I can offer my advice. I can be like, listen, man, I don't think you should drive. Give me your keys. Yeah. But that guy's not going to give me his keys. And if he does, then he knows. So he's like, oh, you're right. That's fair. Like, right. you can ask. But, like, if he doesn't, what am I going to do? Am I going to tackle him? Am I going to, like... That's typically not going to happen, right? And there are moments where you can offer your best suggestion or choice or whatever, but ultimately a person will do what a person does. And I've had to like kind of wrestle with this a long time, and I'll, I don't have like a right or wrong answer, but I've just noticed that like if I were to if I were to com- constantly help someone not do like drive drunk when they're around me they'll just do it the next time and so you like people learn their own lessons as they go through life and it's it sucks but so like i i tried to figure out a way to like not be guilty because if if somebody was around me and then they got in trouble for someone whether they got dui whether they fucked up i'm like dude they made their own decision right and i don't know how to i don't know how to change that i can't make them make a good decision. I can right. try to help them. I can try to influence them. I can try to be like, hey man, I don't think you should do this. Um, I was thinking about that time, actually, we, we talked about it when we were at the Vista. You came down, it was like after your friend just passed, and you came over, we're like, let's get fucked up. We went down and sang karaoke, and David was super fucked up, and I was just like, yeah, come with us. And then he's like, I think I'm gonna stay, and I was like, oh shit, like, I don't know how to handle this. Right. And so we were about to get in the Uber and then he was staying and I was like, dude, don't go back home. And I was like, get an Uber in my house. Or just go to my house. Right. Here's my garage code. Yeah. Let, and, let yourself in. Yeah. And I was like, so he did. He went to my house and I, 
I think you might have drove to my house, but at least that's like closer from driving the whole way out to Meridian. Right. But yeah, like that shit terrifies me. But I'm like, there was nothing that I could say to him that would make him come with us. Right. And there's nothing that I could say to him to be like, get in this Uber that I'm taking you to wherever. Like, he's still going to make his own decision. Right. Well, and like, like again, you know, I think that's the other thing, though, too, is like, okay, so even if you would have put him in the Uber, like, and hung out with us, like, potentially how much more trouble could he have been in? Like, how much more could not only him, but, like, everybody else that was with us, mm-hmm. like, gotten in trouble, right? Yeah. And, like, that sucks. You know, I mean, I, like, you know, yesterday, right, like, went out, like, was drinking, you know, left, thought I was going to see somebody, like, race. Like, didn't, because I didn't, like, ask, like, the right questions of the people that were racing, right? Yeah. Like, went to the wrong place, came back, got another drink, and, like, you know, me and Ty went to one place. The girls went to the other place. I said, hey, you good to drive? Somebody says yes. Yeah. Let him drive. Like, because that's also not my place because I've also been in that spot of when somebody asked me, are you good to drive? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Because, like, you can't, like, because I've also been in that same position, right? Went over, invited somebody else over. Pretty out there. Like, shit didn't go as well. And then all of a sudden you're helping somebody into an Uber. And, like, you know, again, like, you have that moral dilemma of, okay, like... He's in an Uber. You know he's going to get home. You know he's going to be fine. However, it's one of those where you're like, okay, like, there's other people involved into that situation. Yeah. So, you know, like, and, and like, the, you know, the girls were, the girls were kind of, kind of buzzed. And, like, yeah, okay, you know what? They, they could have probably driven, right? I don't think that they would have been under the legal limit, but they could have still gotten home. Right. You know, I, I said, hey, you know what? Just call an Uber. We'll get your car tomorrow, or I'll get it tonight. Like, it's it's a $6 Uber from, you know, where we were at to home. Yeah. Here's 20 Take it. Please just let me deal with it in the morning, right? Right. And you take on that responsibility, not right. a problem, right? And instead of me probably doing the most, like, sober thing because of, you know, drinking a lot and whatnot. And yeah, I have food which sobers you up, but not enough to where you're like, oh, I'm 100%. True. But like, I still, <coughs> I still, you know, I still care about that person that took the Uber home that I like walked into the Uber, basically just threw in the Uber and said, I'll see you later. Yeah. You know, I, I, I took that on me of going, you know what, I still have to make sure him and his family is okay. Went over there. He had no recollection of getting in the Uber, being there, like, everything, right? And, like, that's okay. But, like, I know, like, I know him and his family so well that, like, I knock on the door, I walk in, like, kids are like, hey, how's it going? How you doing? Go give him a hug. Yeah. He, you know, he comes out, gives me a drink. Yeah, okay, I'm going to take my drink. Like, not a problem. Yeah. You know, and and I didn't drink all of it, but I drank quite a bit with him. Like, 
yeah i and i made sure that he and his family was okay right drove home ubered back picked up you know picked up me in his car drove it home and i i told her i was like done like i i I don't want to talk i don't want to watch tv i like i just i don't want any other thing like for tonight like i i want to go to bed I want to sleep, you know, by myself is kind of relative, right? Yeah. But, like, the dogs are there. Everyone's safe. I know that the people that were with me were safe. Like, I was safe. The girls were safe. Dogs are safe. Everyone's taken care of. Yeah. Like, and that's, like, yeah, should I have drove? Probably not. But I did because that risk-to-reward analysis was... I have to make sure everyone else is safe. Yeah. And if, you know, if I get fucked up, I get pulled over, I go to jail, at least I did the right thing. Yeah. And that's, that, that is not a good thing to feel, but it's, it's better with my conscience than, you know what, like everything, I just let everything be everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Because things could have been so much worse. Dude, I think that that is a thing that probably more people deal with than they realize. Like, those, um, like, the subtleties of, the questions of navigating life and where you're <coughs> at. Like, whether it's, like, a family get-together, or whether it's, like, a few too many drinks in the restaurant, and managing people, like, you're, like, it's not like you, the, you're not just thinking about how do I get home. You're thinking about how does this person, person do that, and oh, I'm worried about this. So like, so there's that that happens all the time. People don't really talk about it, but like, you're like, I mean, I think this happens a lot for me as a bartender. I'm like, I want to make sure that this person goes and this, but like also myself, you know, like. I am still a person that I should be worrying about, but I'm not because I'm also worrying about them and them and them. Right. And there's no, like, uh, like there's no uh, format or game plan or, you know, book on how to handle it. You just, that's something that a lot of people deal with. But, like, and in, in maybe to you, like, as a bartender, right? Like, how do you, how how do you deal with, like, being selfish, right? Because you're in an industry that you still want people there, spend more money, tip better because they're a little bit more drunk. But then there's also to a point of like selflessness, right? Like you want them to make it home safe. Like you want them to be like, okay, right? Like I feel like that's hard, like just in an environment of a bar, right? Like, like how do you, like how do you personally, how do you gauge like, when you feel like you should intervene or when do you feel like you should be like, bro, I think you, I think you shouldn't drive or I think. Yeah. That's just okay. Hard. That's just hard. Uh, like for example, last night, um, uh, there was, there's a couple there and then there was this dude that I haven't seen in a while there and both of them Ubered. The couple Ubered and he Ubered, but I like definitely pushed for it. I was like, "You guys are not driving, right?" And I like, 
And then when they would order another round of shots, I'm like, listen, like, I would like to get more shots, but like, you have to promise me you're not Ubering. And then you're not driving. Uber. Yeah, sorry, you're not driving. But there are times where people will tell you what you want to hear and they'll still do it. And those are the times where you're like, fuck, dude, I should have checked out more on them, but that is on them. Like, they promised me that they were Ubering and then they didn't. You know, so those are the times where, like, it's kind of shitty, but you're like, fuck, dude, you you did say that you were doing it. But so last night, (coughs) that couple definitely Ubered, and I, like, saw the Uber come up, I saw their, like, screen, I'm like, fuck yeah, like, drank a lot, good job. And then the other guy was just like, dude, there's, please, you cannot drive, right? Right. It's like, no, no, I'm getting an Uber, perfect. You know, and so you just... As a bartender, that's kind of like how you just have to keep checking and like, look, we can do another shot, but you have to make sure that you cannot drive right now, right? And then you kind of have to like put those, you have to put the feelers out early, you know, even before they're like drinking a lot. And then like, as it progresses, we're like, dude, you definitely are not Ubering. Like, I'm not pouring you another shot unless you commit to me right now that you're not Uber or not driving. Right. But like, do you do you feel like that's like a difficulty though? Like, oh yeah, you, it's hard as fuck. Do you, you like? And I guess maybe a, a better thing is is that do you feel like it's one of those where like, yes, you take people at like face value, like potentially knowing well, like they might like they might be lying to you. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, there are definitely ones that lie to you, and I don't know. Dude, I've, been, I've been one of those before. Yeah. And I, for sure. I mean, like, we all have done it. Like, we're like, yeah, no, I'm going to do this thing, and then you don't. Um, But do you, like, do you feel like, you know, not to sound like a dick about it, but do you feel like if somebody gets caught, do you feel like that weight is on you? Or, like, are you being like, or do you feel like, oh, like, that's, like, that's on them? Like, because they made the choice, you offered them the out, but they still made a different choice. Um, like, how do you, like, how do you deal with that? I don't know. I, I feel both because I have had those, like, personally, I have had people that I have served and they have gone and gotten into a wreck or DUI and I definitely sat with it and been like, <coughs> I didn't take their keys. I should have took their keys. I should have grabbed them. I should have done something. But, but like, but is that, but is that your, but is that your place? Is that your spot? But you, as as the person, think that. So it's the same with the uh, the way that I see this is. Um, I thought about this. Uh, I'm thinking about like, this is like heavy, but it's like suicide. Everyone that is associated with somebody who has committed suicide feels responsible. Sure. Doesn't matter if you, you could have, if you were like, if it was me and you, and I went committed suicide after you left my house. I feel responsible. Right. Doesn't matter that you just told me you love me. Doesn't matter that you just said, like, dude, I'm here for you, blah, blah, blah. You would still feel responsible. Right. And that, so like, no matter who you are, if you're connected, you'll feel responsible. And I noticed this because, like, in, in my friend's suicide, 
was like, because I felt responsible. I'm like, I should have texted him yesterday. I should have told him I loved him. I should have checked in. Right. But even if you were the person that did check in, did tell him you loved him, and did all those things, you would always think, I should have done more. What else could I have done? I should have done something else. So what I'm like realizing is like you always will feel more responsible. So that's the same as like the bar. Like, of course, like I could have done something more. I could have, I could have tackled them as they're walking out to the parking lot. I could have grabbed their keys and like, I don't, it doesn't matter that they're yelling at me. I could have done whatever, but like, there's always something you could have done more in hindsight. Hindsight's a bitch. Like hindsight's that, you know, so so you just have to like do the things that you know that are like the most supportive but yeah, in the bartender realm, there's always, um, it's a bit tricky because you're managing 50 drunk people and you don't know if that last person, you're like, Hey man, are you getting an Uber? I'm getting an Uber for sure. And then you have to wait on 20 other people and you didn't. You and that person check, walks out Yeah, and then you, you don't know. check on them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, there's there's lots of situations like that. Or, like, a person comes in, you didn't realize that they were drunk. Like, I had this happen to me many times where I over-served someone because they walked in completely wasted. But because I'm busy and I'm like, drinks, drinks, drinks. Hey, man, what's up? Oh, shit. Like, hey, man, what's up? Right. You know, you see someone sit down. You don't know that they're blackout drunk. Right. I'm waiting on a hey, what do you want? Like, hey, man, what's up? Like, what do you want? Like, I'll have a double Pendleton. I'm like, cool, man, I'll get, you know, and you're like, shoop, 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 shoop. You give him a double Pendleton. And then all of a sudden, like, there was the one dude who was, like, peeing out in front of, like, people. You're like, oh, shit, and I shouldn't have served him that. But, you but like, how do you know? Yeah. And you didn't recognize it right away. And then hindsight will always be like, oh, fuck, I should have, like, known. I should have looked at it. I should have done that thing, so... But, like, I, I just, I don't know, I, I feel like that's that's kind of the difficulty, though, too, of, like, being, like, again, being a patron, like, being, like, okay, I'm going to go to one place, drink a little bit, like, still, like, again, like, tolerance, <coughs> I still feeling okay, like, then go to the next place and keep drinking, right? Like, you know, because you feel like, oh, okay, like, I'm, you know, as bad as that sounds, like, I'm, I'm a good drinker like i know i can handle more than most people right than the average right you know they say for men you know men can usually take at least four beers on a shot right before like you're pulling to that level yeah and like that is then if you hit that you can then go like one (coughs) shot per hour and maintain right so you're like okay well i can do like these but you, but you know, but you look at like a lot of like other regulars, right? Like they do the copious amounts of drinking. They do all these extra things, and yeah, okay, probably their tolerance is a little bit higher. Yeah, you know, quite a few of us are a little bit heavier set, like, and we're like, oh, like we can have that extra beer or that extra shot, right? And it's it's that self, you know recognition of ah man maybe i shouldn't right you know and like a good example was earlier this week right like i walked in to st paul's one i wasn't feeling well two like 
then all of a sudden shots are ordered and they're like, Oh, do you want a shot? And I'm like, Oh man, I've been doing really good at like feeling better, taking it at St. Pauli's, like hanging out, still having a good time with everyone, but still being sober as all get out. And then you're like, ah, oh, I guess I'll take a shot. Like, why not? And then you're like, oh, I took that shot. Well, I've already had alcohol now today. I might as well just go with the, you know, go with the big yeah. horse light, right? And that's okay. But there's also to that point of, okay, like, now I'm starting to flirt with the line of, okay, I've already had all these drinks, things like that. Or, like, going from one place to the next place to the next place and doing the bar hopping, right? Like, it's hard, <laughs> to, like, at the end being like, oh, like, I only had you know, eight beers in four hours and two shots. I should be fine. Like, oh, I was, I was good throughout. And then you get home and then you start like, at least for me, like I start like laying back in bed going, man, maybe I shouldn't have. And, yeah. and, and you, you second guess that and you're like, yeah, I didn't get caught. Like I had the fun stories, but I didn't get caught. Like, is that a, like, does that outweigh, like, the potential risk, the potential, like, problems that could have, like, you know, ero- like, arose? Yeah. And that sucks. Like, that is, like, that is a shitty fucking way to, like, live. Like, well, well I didn't get caught, so I might as well do it again. And you keep doing it, and you keep pressing your luck. Yeah. And at some point, like, it is the natural order of the world. That luck is gone. Yeah. Dude, that's so funny because I uh, <laughs> was talking to um, the girl I got from a, a massage from, and she was like, yeah, um, I, what did she say? She said something about, like, I don't have, she gave, she gave her mace away for somebody because they got raped or something, or they got assaulted. She's like... My friend got assaulted, so I gave her my mace. So I don't have my mace. I was like, so what do you have right now? She's like, well, I don't have anything. I was like, you should have some rape whistle or or mace. I was like, you don't want to wait until you have the thing to then get the protection. Right. But that's like how like our brains work. We're like, well, I haven't gotten caught, so I'm going to keep doing the thing until I get caught. But like, right. So if I'm a hot girl, I mean, this it just seems very similar. Well, if, I'm a, if I'm a hot girl, I don't want to get a rape whistle after I get raped. I want to get a rape whistle so I don't get raped. Right. But what happens is you get raped, and then <coughs> I should get a rape whistle. Right. But like, then your hindsight is like, I should have had the rape whistle before. Right. Not that a rape whistle is like the end all be all of like. So it's still it, it, it's it, it's the ideology of that. Yeah. So I was just like, you should probably have that thing before you deal with the traumatic experience. Yeah. So you don't want to, you don't want to just be like driving around town drunk until you get caught and then be like, now I should not do this. Right. You should be like, I should probably not do this as much, so that way I don't right. get caught. Or well, get in that situation. Well, and I, I feel like that's that's also kind of the the weird thing though too. This is like again, you know, um, you know, there's a place I go that they offer the um, they offer the basically 
the like self breathalyzer, right? Like yeah. the single like breathalyzer, like you blow into it, right? I'm like, I know that there were plenty of times like we had a friend that well, an acquaintance, I shouldn't say friend. An acquaintance that had it like on his skis and like we were all kind of fucked up, like blowing into it and being like, Who's higher? Come on, somebody's gotta be higher than the other person, right? But like I like I bought a couple of those just like so I know where I'm at. And like I look at it going, Oh, like I'm like, you know, legal limit is point zero eight and I'm like, Oh, I'm point one. All right. I'll wait here for like ten, fifteen minutes, like just slurp down just a shit ton of water, like maybe it'll put me back down. And I never test myself again. And then I'm like, get home and I'm like, man, maybe I maybe I still wasn't okay. Like yeah. and we also think like just like food automatically or like water automatically like brings us back down right. like so quick, right? But it doesn't. Like mm-hmm. it's still in your system. It's still there. But like we feel okay. We have right. that like oh I've been more drunk before and got yeah. home and been safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it takes that one time where you're like, what like what the hell was I thinking? Like what was I doing? You know? I'm like, I remember, like, one of our friends, like, I thought it was fine to drive home. Like, he's a big dude. Got right in front of my car. Like, I tried to get in. Slammed the door. Almost slammed my, like, hand in there. Grabbed my keys out of my hand. And he goes, we're getting you an Uber. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to drive home. Called an Uber. Threw me in the car. Drove me home. And I respect the hell out of him. But, like, now roles reverse. Like, I've done the same thing where I've tried to get in front of him. He's twice the size of me. Like, I would love to say I put up a good fight, but I didn't. And what do you, like, what do you do? Like, you you don't have a good, like, response to that. And that's a, like, that's okay. Like, you can also go home knowing the fact that, like, oh, I tried to do the right thing. That's the well, thing. was that the right thing? That's the thing that I don't ever know if I will either understand or pull the right uh, decision. But going back to just be like, yeah, I mean, people make their own decisions. And I'm like, if I try to convince someone, I'm like, I don't know how to help you other than that. It's like, I don't know how to help someone other than what they know to help themselves. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's just like kind of how I landed on things. I'm like, well... If I tell you, listen, man, I don't think you should drive. And then they say, no, I'm cool. I'm like, I, am I going to fight with you for the next half hour? Or are you like, right. are you going to do your thing anyway? Or are you going to lie to me until... Because I've done it. Like, just, I've done the same thing. Yeah, you're like, so you're just going to lie to me. And then I'll be like, okay. Well, then I'm going to be like, okay. Yeah, I believe you. You're going to get an Uber. And then you're still going to do the thing. So, yeah, that's, that's an always tricky situation that I, I don't have a rhyme reason for. I'm just like, yeah, I guess that's, at, at some point, it's still on the individual. Like, they make, I make my own decisions. Right. And I know I've done it. You know, I've like, I've looked people in the eye, I'm like, I'm really good at drive. I'm going to go home. And I, then I get home, I was, I was not going to drive. Or I'll tell someone, I'm getting an Uber. <coughs> And you still drive home. Yeah. We, like, we've done it. Like and, and then they're like, you just make them assured just so you don't have to have the fight. And you're like, but I still get I still drive. 
But like, ultimately, that's on me. That is my decision. Like, I can't, I wouldn't fault anyone else for like, you shouldn't have let me drive. Like, right. that was my decision. Yeah. Right. But I feel like, I feel like that's hard, not only with like, you know, I, I, you know, I've never been in your situation where I'm like serving somebody alcohol, right? Like, yeah, okay, maybe a party or whatever, like, but that's different. Yeah. But like, I feel like that's the other kind of difficulty though, too, is just like, again, you have to take somebody for face value. Like, yeah. you have to take somebody for like, what they're going to do and like if they make a bad decision like they make a bad decision like you have to as bad as it sounds to you like you have to respect that you have to accept it right like you have to accept the fact that they're going to take this into their own hands right but there's always and like and I would love to hear anybody else's like disagreement like but there's always still going to be a level of guilt a level of like frustration or whatever happens like i like i could have done more but like at some point like you also have to have that same realization like like i could not have done more i did all i could but like we are human beings like we always think oh there's something more that i could have done yeah. like oh i could have walked across the bar snag their keys put them in my pocket yeah but then do you want to have potentially that like altercation like whether that be like a like a yelling match across the bar mm -hmm. or a physical altercation with somebody which you know you're gonna lose right yeah. like we are we are not like you are taller than me yeah but like we are not big people compared to a lot of our friends like if i get into a fight like with you like, I think I'm going to lose, like, truthfully, right? And that's okay. I respect that because I am stronger than you. Well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> physically stronger, sure. Mentally, I can take you down. But, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but, like, I, I feel like that's also one, like, it, it just, it, it's so difficult, though, yeah. too, is, like, like, where do you draw that line, right? Yeah. And, like, as a bartender, I feel like it's even harder because, like, you have to draw that line, but you also can't devote all of your, like, all of your effort, all of your focus on that one person yeah. to not drive because you have 20 other people yeah. at your bar that, one, either want service or are probably in a similar state than somebody else. Yeah. Or yeah, you might not know them and they're your friend, but all these other people probably shouldn't also. You start, like, ma uh, making uh, mental hula hoops where you're, like, you know, like, this guy's probably over the limit, like, say it's a friend, but they're like, if I say, dude, I don't think you should drive, he's gonna drive anyway. Right. And, like, you, you start, like, saying these things in your own brain, and then you're like, what if I fight with him? I'm like, listen, you cannot have another drink unless you give me your keys. And then if you do that, that person's gonna be pissed at you, and then he's gonna be like, dude, are you serious? Yeah, or whatever. He said, but are you serious? Like, this is... I I come to this bar for chill, and, like, you know, like, so you, you go through all these, like, mental hula hoops. Right. I'm not saying they're good or, like, right or wrong. It's just what happens. So, especially, like, when you first come into it. Like, so when I first started bartending, um, <coughs> I was like, okay, there's levels of people that you should stop serving. Rudy's is way beyond that line in general like not just 
not just a few people so many people like like you could you the, as soon as i started bartending you're like i should literally be cutting all these people off like three drinks in yeah or five and then now you're 10 drinks in and like no you can't cut this person off he's a regular you know like you're right. like, oh fuck dude so you start to get, and then, like, as time went by, I'm like, okay, well, now I'm accustomed to the people that are really drunk. But, like, the amount of times that I def, I mean, if I'm being honest, I have overserved people so, so, so many times. Right. Like, over, like, the legal limit or whatever. And but is that your problem? Well, technically, yes. Because as a bartender... It is my responsibility to not oversit like but how to you the to the law. Like to the Idaho law, my responsibility is to not serve someone who is visibly intoxicated, right? So that's like a legal thing. Yeah, but but if I but if you serve me one drink and I look visibly intoxicated versus somebody else that you have served six, right? Like you don't know. Like there is no like clear cut law of like what is actually inebriated, right? Because somebody's still at 0. 0.04 versus somebody at 0. 0.1. There is though. Okay. So is there though? Yes. So I, I don't know. I'm not a bartender. Yeah, so, so there so based on based on uh, like what we um like the education of tip certification, etc., is Legality, uh, most bars overserve. I'm not saying they don't, but if a person shows visible signs of intoxication, you're not supposed to serve them. And so then those visible signs are named. So slurring of words, uh, bobbing of head, like 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 swaying back and forth. Sure. Uh, there's like all these all of these uh, things that are the visit like the checklist of this person is visibly intoxicated if that person shows that those signs legally not supposed to serve them so that being said that would be most bars cutting off most people right like they're like all bars like bend those rules for sure like anytime you go downtown People are way more fucked up than, but like as far as the law goes in Idaho, those are the rules. Like, so if somebody's like, "Hey, man, can I get like a can I get a can I get like a shot of bourbon and like shot? Hey, of course not. But like technically, I'd be like, "You're too fucked up." No, right? Like that is the technical law. Like, like you just as a person, you're like, "Nope, it's too intoxicated." That never happens. Right. Um, but so that's where like the blurry line gets where you're like, especially when it comes to regulars, when you know that this regular has been in your bar for the last four years and he's this drunk all the time. And you're like, yeah, I mean, it's fine. And then he's like, yeah, I'm just going to drive down the back alley. It's no big deal. You know? Those, right. those are all the blurry lines that. Like, oh, I'm just a mile away. Yeah, exactly. But, but like, I also feel like too, like, which is kind of a downside, like not only for like, you know, the 
the places that I frequent, but just in general, like I can go down, still have a decent conversation. And one, I use the example of like, I have a list. I've had a list since I was a child. Right. Yeah. I also do my nicotine. So like, I already have a list because of it too. Yeah. Right. Which is like to a bartender though, like, because you're serving so many different people, like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like you, you're not gonna know, right? Like if I go down right now to a bar downtown, they're not gonna know that I'm fucked up. Like yeah. they're not gonna know that like I've had how many trulies, like how many shots, yeah. how many beers, like it, like throughout the day. Like, yeah. They're just gonna be like, oh, like he's either got like he's a new person, like, right? And I'm a still serving, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, even regulars, though, too, like, like that's that's a problem with establishments, though, too. Like, they still want the business. They still want the money. Yeah. Like, because, like, that's what keeps businesses afloat. Like, is as nice as it sounds, like, the degenerates that, like, either are escaping their family, the family is not there, like, or whatever it is. Like, and you're okay with still over, not over like Idaho law, like legal limit. Like you're still probably over serving them, but like, are you over serving them? Right? Yeah. Like I could also just be tired of shit, come in and start slurring my words. I'm like, you could never know as the bartender, right? Yeah. Like this could be my first drink of the day, and still <laughs> slurring words, right? So like. There is no fine line, right? Like, oh, yeah, it's all like, oh, like I could get like a like police breathalyzer and like breathalyze every single person. And once they hit over 0.08, you're like, it's either you give me the keys or I don't give you another drink, right? Like, but that, like, that sucks. Yeah, that takes away a freedom, a liberty that I have. Yeah. I'm going to make my decision and either you respect it or in the nicest way, you can go fuck yourself. And if we were like, if I as a bartender or we as a bar or like anyone as a bar was such a stickler letter to the law, they wouldn't exist. Mm -hmm. Like a bar that was like, no, sorry, sir. You look a little too intoxicated. We're not serving you. They would go elsewhere. They would Mm -hmm. go to all the other bars that would and we wouldn't exist. Like that is that is the other problem, not problem, but that is why, um, that's why bars aren't going to go for the letter of the law. Like you can't, you can't, business wise, cut off everyone that slurred a little bit, looked a little bit glassy eyed, whatever, because you literally will cut off all your business, and then you're like, right. and then they will choose to go to Homestead or wherever the fuck else. Which I would too. You know, I'm like, you're not gonna serve me. Fuck you. I'm gonna go somewhere else. Right. I'll take my money elsewhere. Exactly. And that's what would happen. So of course, that culture, like, you have to, you have to serve some, like, even if you're a downtown bar, like, if if I'm downtown, if I'm cactus, and I cut off every 21 year old that's a little too fucked up, they're gonna go somewhere else. Right. Like, this is not the bar for us. We're gonna go over there. Right. And now you have no business. <clears throat> well, and like that 
that just plays like a downside into bars, but like bars are like it sounds bad, but bars are so like they still want the best interest in their patrons, like a hundred percent. But like there's also to a point of like money talks, right? Like yeah. that is the reason why bars still have regulars that like, okay, yeah, you know what, I may overserve them, but like they're still keeping my business afloat. Like they're still tipping like my servers, my bartenders, like my bussers, etc. heavy. So that way my business stays afloat. Yeah. And like again, it is a fine line of okay, no, right? Because if you if you cut everybody off, let's say worst case, you cut every single person off at four beers and a shot. Yeah. Regardless of over the legal limit or not, like both men, women, skinny, husky, whatever, right? You cut them off, right? At four and one. Yeah. Like they're gonna go, fine. Fuck you, fuck off. I'm going to take my business elsewhere. And then you will not see that person again because they know they can go to some other establishment, get yeah. better service, more drinks, more this, more that, take out price, like more of everything, and then they don't have to worry about it, right? Which it's, it, it's shitty, but that's, that's business. Like that's business in a, like in a restaurant that serves alcohol. That's, business that is a bar a bar and grill a pub and grill like mm-hmm. like and again like the tolerance of somebody who's a regular alcoholic can probably do six seven eight drinks couple of shots and still be like pretty close over like four six hours right yeah, yeah. but that one person that comes in that all of a sudden does four beers in two hours and a shot like, is way over the legal limit. Yeah. Or, like, that, like, person that is, is coming in for the first time, and you have these regulars there that are just shit-canned, but still, like, there, they're okay. You can't be like, oh, sorry, sir, I can't serve you, but I'm going to keep serving the guy that's right, fucked right. up. Like, it, there's no, like, there's no perfect system. Yeah. Right? Like, the perfect system would be every single bar has to adopt. You have to blow into a breathalyzer before I give you a drink or give you a shot, which no one's going to do that because I could be fucked up on pills. I could be fucked up on shrooms. I could be fucked up on any other drug and still get a drink, right? Because I'm not over the legal limit, but I can still be fucked up and not should not drive. Do you think that, uh, do you think that they're going to move to that with, like, vehicles in general? Like, the whole, like, the little glow stick or the breathalyzer? Do you think so? Or, like... No. Not at all. Why? I'm would... very curious about this. Why would they? I, like, I think of it as, like, seatbelt laws. So, I, I don't know. I just, I kind of see it as being a thing. Yeah. But, like, if they, if they made the vehicle industry, you know, like, Chevy... Like GMC, Toyota, blah, 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 blah. Like, look, you gotta install these things on all the trucks. I thought that it might move down the pipe. Not sure. I was just curious. But I don't think that they would because, like, one, like, like, then all, like, you're also limiting, like, 
it sounds bad, but you're also limiting like police, your local, like you're like limiting the amount of like tickets. Like our like our system. Oh yeah, they like, make money on the tickets of they make they make so much money not on the tickets but like even on like going through like the court process like the yeah. legal system of everything like and like that that that's shitty to say but like that is what they like make good money on they, like yeah you know that's that how like lawyers and attorneys like make money like that's how that's judges make money. money yeah yeah that makes sense you know. <laughs> it's like parking tickets like the state makes a lot of money on parking tickets so by the way I'm just gonna throw this out there I'm gonna say this directly to the camera fuck parking fuck parking tickets because that is the worst thing and I understand that you want to pay for roadways but guess what you have taxes for a fucking reason allocate your money correctly and we would do so much better sorry yeah also I know hate that. Can I say something? If you, camera? Becky, you better text me back. Just kidding. There's no Amen, Becky. Becky. There's no Becky. <laughs> no, I guess I, like, I... What if there was a Becky listening? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, I'm gonna text you back! She's like, I've never even met this guy, but oh my god. Oh my god, his number! Dude, my funniest one, not funniest one, but like, I don't think I showed you this, but Tyler did that. Like, I was fucked up. Like, drinking. Oh, on the rumble? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. he leans into the camera. He's like, Josh, listen to me. Yeah. And I'm you sitting. Said it to me. Yeah, so I'm sitting here. He's leaning into the camera, like, talking to the camera. And I'm like, he's like, Josh, I'm talking to you right now. And I'm sitting here, like, drinking. I'm like, Tyler, I'm I'm right here. And he's like, no, not you. Yeah. Future Josh. <laughs> and and then I, I don't even remember this. So then I see it later as I'm like re-watching the thing. And, and it like, because I don't, I blacked out during that, so I don't remember it. And then I see it later and he like, so he's looking at me as I'm watching it. And he's like, Josh, this is what I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Dude, I... That's pretty funny. Future Josh. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> I need you to understand something. <laughs> See the duality of life. <laughs> no, I, dude, I, you know, I, I think that's the other thing about like our friend group. Like, is like, we do, like, we fuck with each other a lot. Okay. Like, but, but there is also so much love, like, in our like friend group, like that, like, People can get like real fucked up, and like we're all so cool. Like we're all so friends. Like we could say something that's like really fucking bad, like really fucking shitty, yeah. And like get all pissed off, like storm out, throw a drink in the face, be like, "Oh fuck you!" Walk out. Next day, hey man, how's it going? Like, yeah. and like yeah, maybe that's the alcohol talking or like whatever it is. But dude, I feel like that's like. That's, like, the fun part about, like, who all of us are as people. Like, dude, we can have that. And, like, we don't, like, we don't take that shit, like, to heart. Like, I'm a vast majority. Like, there are a lot yeah, of us that just, like, you know, like, I, I've been screamed at plenty of times before by, like, friends. That's okay. Like, that's cool. Like, 
fucking yell at me. Like, I sit there and kind of fucking giggle because I'm like, <laughs> and? Is that all you got? Come on. Keep going. Come on. Come on. Come on. You like pain, though. Well, yeah, I'm a masochist, but that doesn't matter. I'll buy you a shot if you if you tase me in the ass. <laughs> like, really? Like, no, 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 no. You've already done it twice. I, I feel like I can hold my own for, like, another, like, three seconds. And uh, speaking of masochism, we do need to get some tattoos together. Like, dude, I don't want to see. Uh, but I mean, I mean, I mean, like tattoos, like right now, like I'm still in. However, we're gonna bleed bad. Cause I don't mean like right now, but what I'm saying is, like, do you want to end the podcast and like go get them now? Because I'm always in. Is that a I love feasible thing? Probably not, but maybe we find a little janky place. We might get some Pepsi, but. Okay, I already have it. I thought that's what your hat means. <laughs> um, no, it's the kid. Oh, I thought it was Pepsi. Sports. Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, uh, I've been, there was this period in my life where I did a bunch of tattoos, and then I just, like, kind of didn't do a bunch. But now I just have an itch. And I'm like, dude, we need to get some tattoos. So if you're down, like, hey, bro, I need to go get some tattoos. It doesn't, it could be little or a lot. Dude, I, I, like, I did. It's fun to, like, hit a shop and be like. I I did 16 tattoos in in 13 (laughs) months. I know. Just because after my first, like, like, there was that adrenaline. There was that rush. Like, it felt so good to get a tattoo, right? Like, and even, like. Yeah, I, like, I don't want to say I got sick, but, like, it definitely, like, weakens your immune system. But, dude, it was so fun. And, like, I got my, like, one on, like, my birthday. Yeah. And it felt so good, like, to be back down, like, on the table, just letting him do his thing. Like, I started falling asleep because, like, the pain just was so, like, so enjoyable. (laughs) Like, it just, like, it felt so good. And now I'm like, ah, oh, man, like, my legs are just going to be just destroyed in tattoos. Like, but I love every single one of my tattoos, other than one. No, dude. But every single one. Your tattoos are great. But, like, they... You have more tattoos than me now I don't know. in such a quick time. But, yeah, I just, I think it'd be fun to, like... Yeah, in, in three years, in three years, I've gotten yeah. 17 tattoos. Yeah, I like it. And, like, I still, like... I have a full outside of this leg that I think I have a good, like, thought of. But, like, I also, like, as dumb as it is, I have a fucking Rick and Morty tattoo because, like, I'm both Rick and Morty. I think it'd be fun to, like... Oh, jeez, Rick. I just think it'd be fun to, like, be sitting in the same room, a little bit tipsy, and just be like, yeah, and, like, hearing the needles, and just, like, dude, I'm getting some tattoos. Dude, I... I think that is one of the best sounds of life is just like right on the skin. Like, dude, I don't know what it is. And like anybody that's watching right now that doesn't have a tattoo, like I will a hundred percent recommend a tattoo. No one's watching this. You know who's going to watch this? Me. And you. (laughs) Me and you? Yeah. Or like me and me. Oh, yeah. Me and you. 
But dude, I like I guarantee that the most people that are gonna watch this shit, I could be wrong, but it's gonna be like me and you and like Emma might watch some. Yeah, I feel like that's why I, mean, I feel like a ton of people are gonna watch this. Like this, I don't know. I, it's I, gonna I get like yeah, a yeah. few hundred like views. I tell it to like, myself, but I tell it to myself, but I'm just like, dude, there's gonna be like four people that watch the first oh, no, but I, I like it because if I tell myself that four people are going to watch it, it like 400, it lets me like let loose. Like I can't, I can't handle the pressure of 400 people watching. Uh, it's way too many. So he, here, here's a good spot. What is your last tattoo? Oh, my little iguana. No iguana? No. Okay. So my last is, and no old lady, it's, it's not yin and yang. But it is right here. I feel like, like, dude, tattoos are like, tattoos are the way to go, man. What's your next one? Uh, my next one is kind of a back and forth. Like, I, like, two dogs, like, I want to get, like, their paw, like, either their ears or their paw prints on me. I'm like, I don't know where it is, but, like, that is probably going to be my next. But, like, dude, I, like, I also had this thing about flowers. Like, I love flowers, how they grow. Like, they're, like, solid germination. Like, and so, like, I want to do, like, on the outside of my leg, just flowers, man. I feel yeah. like, e- 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 and I want them in black and white because I only have one color tattoo. And it's the only color tattoo that I will probably ever get. Yeah. And it is for my hometown. Like, it's for the place I grew up. It's... Shout out to Chicago, but I'm it is my thing. Black and white tattoos, for sure. I'm very, no, like... Dude, I, but I, love, I don't think I'm going to get color. I, I love black and white. I, I have my one color tattoo, <laughs> and I will, like... I love color. I love color on other people. Like, I think it looks great. Like, it's awesome. It's just not for me. Like, yeah. mine is a black and white. Like, it, it sounds bad. It is that old school story, like... It is it like it's one of those where it tells a story in black and white. Yeah, like people know what it's about. Like all my tattoos, like when people ask me about it, like I can tell you the reason why I got it, mm-hmm. why I wanted it, why I love it. Like and it's uh-huh. just fantastic. Yeah. Are you yawning? Yeah. No. You you bum. Cheers to that. Cheers to you. I did make it pretty far, so I think this is like five hours into podcasting, so pretty impressed. Yeah, I did yawn. And you're still good. I did it pretty well. Wait, like way away. Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah, I only have little Russell was falling asleep over there. I only have three more podcasts after this. Tomorrow? I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, it would be really interesting if, like, if I got. If I go like heavy into it and I'm like doing it full time, like as people say, like, oh yeah, you do like three podcasts in a day. That is intense. That's a it lot. That's yeah. a lot mentally. Yeah. And especially if you're drinking. Like, because I drank in the first one with David. And then. But I like. We've been drinking here too. Yeah. Pretty but good. like, I didn't. I mean, what? We're what, one, two, three, four, eight. Yeah, nine. we're probably about. I don't. Ten. I don't know how to guess this. I can't see the the clock, but I'm guessing we're at like an hour and forty five, maybe two hours. 
on this one. We're probably well over two hours. And it's, being I mean, it's, eight, it's almost 8.30 now. Oh, shit. Yeah, we're probably over two hours. But, like, you're talking about... So that's like, what I mean. Four, like, you're talking about four shot. Well, uh, what, three shots before we started. Right. Drink here. All the beers. All the Trulies. Vizzy showing up yeah. to you for making and a you fantastic imagine, drink. Like, so that's what I mean. Like, if... Uh, I was actually telling... I was giving uh, this girl shit because she was... She gave me a massage. I was like, how like how many massages do you do in a day? She's like, yeah, like maybe three, but it's it's exhausting. And I was like, yeah, like my day's gonna be exhausting too. I'm gonna have to do two podcasts. And I was like, kind of kidding, but in reality, um, like it's not the physical exhaustion; it's the mental yeah. and the emotional exhaustion. Um, and not to say that, like, because the reason why I know that I'm paid for this is like I do this like. The reason I know that I'll be okay with this is because I bartend. Like, bartending is mental alertion. Right. Or, like, just being on point for a very, like, long period of time. Um, not to say that it's, like, super hard or anything, but you just have to, like, be turned on. You have to be firing. You have to be conversationally. You have to be, yeah, exactly. So, um, that is one of the things that has helped me prep for something like this. But... I don't know that I could handle like three or four podcasts in a row. Like Jesus Christ, you could do like at least like one in the morning, one at night, one in the morning, yeah. one at night to get a couple of days off, do it again. Yeah, like, but I don't really need it. Like, if I were to be like full time, if I did five a week, that's still only two days with three and two or something. Right. You know, I would still take days off or two, two and one. Yeah. Nice. We'll still have days off. I'll be doing other shit. Right. Um, but yeah, I want to start with like two days a week. Yeah. I didn't have to know that. By the way, Joshua Dan photography. Fantastic. Uh, you want to plug anything? Other than this is the last time I, I keep, I never forget. I mean, no, it's been great. I didn't remember. So ultimately, I want to build something where, um, where I have like friends on. Like I, I bring a musician friend on, and if people are listening to me, I want I want people to know, who are you, where do you find you, you do cool shit. Uh, but at this point, I have not done shit. I have not done any of that. I'm just like, all right, well, we're turning this off because this is like more fucked. Yeah. Well, you're out there like this. Hey, I'm Ian. I'm an engineer. Currently work with HP. Josh's a great guy. Continue to listen to his podcast. Been a great time. Classic. So we'll different make, we'll make tiktok out of that for sure tiktoks are great I love unless you're old and then you can watch it two months later on facebook <laughs> facebook <laughs> but put this up on my myspace i love you dude myspace thanks bud thanks tom <laughs> salute to tom salute to tom only 10 percent of the people that watch this is gonna get that too which is like one person <laughs> Nobody's. <sighs>